And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast. We're here in Vegas again with the squad, man. The Las Vegas Avengers Assemble, man. Y'all see them and y'all remember them. Let's get into it. Let's go. We are back. And we are back. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast, man. In Las Vegas, man. You know, bringing a little bit of Miami 305 over here to the 702. But, uh, guys, we got a special episode, man. We got the Las Vegas Avengers. We got some faces that you might be familiar with, some faces you might not be familiar with. So we're going to go ahead and introduce them. We're going to start to my left, man. We know who you are, but can you introduce yourself to the people? My name is Aaron Cleary, and I run <clears throat> Asshole Consulting. Fantastic. <laughs> it's actually called Asshole It's actually called Asshole Consulting. <laughs> right. I was wondering who took that. Very and he's he's also a world-renowned asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell him a little bit more about yourself, man. Well, well, okay. I, I was a banker originally, an economist, and then uh, F that. And um, <laughs> I wrote a book quite some time ago, and that was when self-publishing was just new. But that brought me into the world of writing and publishing and then blogging and as bandwidth expanded got into podcasting and youtube then i ran into you two hanyakers <laughs> and i regretted it ever since so but yeah that's uh the books are largely financially related economics related and so um yeah people have questions about how it the origin people had questions yeah. i didn't have time to keep up with it i say i know i'll set up this company called assholeconsulting.com and they'll go away and now it accounts for about a third of my revenue bam nice all nice. right Fantastic. You actually operated under the title <laughs> economist. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm in disbelief at this guy. You were, you were an actual economist. Back in the day, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was. Okay. Being an asshole's better. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, your yes. turn. The one and only. <laughs> the big homie. Your favorite YouTubers. You are. Favorite YouTuber. <laughs> Ooh. The idol of James Bond. Ooh. Marquette Devon Burton. The saint and the sinner. Uh, background in technology, founded technology companies, sold technology companies. Um, the saint and the sinner on YouTube, entrepreneurship, product-based business, simple things everyone can do if they focus and work hard. All right. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome and I am Dollar Cost Crypto, Hex Jesus. <laughs> um, started in crypto in 2016 and co-founded the largest cryptocurrency course in the world, along with my partner in crime. Charlie from Cultivate Crypto. Um, basically, we started by our, our, my YouTube channel back in 2019, trying to get people an honest take on what's happening in crypto because there's a lot of bad information out there. I would say, like just like the coins out there, 95 to 99% of all information about crypto is pretty much trash Bullshit. out there. So, yeah. yeah, that's our goal here is basically to get um, good information to retail, which may, basically just means average everyday people and getting them to level up their game when it comes to money. So we've been on your guys' platform before. 
um, because back in 2019, we helped get you guys into crypto. Yep. And then, um, yeah, we've been helping a lot of you guys basically getting into crypto, making some money here. So um, it's just one of those income streams that's really good. And I think everybody should have a bit of some. And then on top of that, um, I guess my previous life before I was a corporate or before I was uh, a YouTuber, I was a corporate recruiter helping people to change their jobs in tech companies in Tokyo. Oh, nice. Bam. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm Michael Sartay. I'm a retired U.S. Air Force officer. I uh, flew special ops for seven years in the Air Force. And then I, uh, I did counter intel for like the last year and a half. And then when I got out, I started uh, trading. I became a professional stock option uh, seller for uh, since 2013 until probably 2019. I used to work for Tasty Trade and Tasty Works. There's some uh, former pit traders from Chicago that started that company. Uh, and I'm, I was one of the follow traders for them for a long time. I managed a small fund uh, as a quantitative analyst for a little while. And then uh, I moved here, and during the time here, I started managing all the bikini competitions here. I do all the recruiting for them. Uh, I, I host all of the, ma well, about half of the Maxim parties on the, on the red carpet host for it. I do all of the okay. ch uh, celebrity charity events in Los Angeles. And, um, and like I said before, all three of the major bikini series here in Las Vegas, I'm the main recruiter and the main host for it. And then I have the Michael Sartain podcast. And most importantly, I have moamentoring.com where I teach you how to use social media in order to network. I teach you uh, evolutionary psychology, entrepreneurship, uh, I teach you leadership studies and a bunch of other stuff, winning mindset, and basically how to show up to a club with, or how to show up to a party with 140 girls. Mm, nice. Bam. Yep. All I do is hang still, Michael. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin Waller. I own real estate and I have a large construction company. We hang still from coast to coast. So anywhere there's still in the country or outside the country, we will do it. I also have a YouTube channel, Jay Waller. I help guys develop themselves in every way and obviously get them into the war room where we can develop them in a deeper level. So it's very fulfilling work. I enjoy it quite a bit and I get to be friends with these assholes. So it's really <laughs> awesome. Man, this is a awesome round table. And honestly, I, I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I'm really proud to have all of you guys as friends, really real talk. And I'm happy to share you guys with the audience because a lot of you guys have unique expertises, different experiences that we can all learn from. So I'll uh, hit the panel with the first question before we hit the Super Chats. Um, we got a lot of successful guys here, too, so I want to get your guys' points. We can start with Justin on this one. How important is it to get your money on point in today's day and age? Mm. Right behind fitness, the most important thing. Yeah. We were just having a conversation today uh, in the halls, actually, about some of the younger guys that seem to want to focus on women at the wrong time. And I, we all feel like it's kind of a moot thing until you get your fitness and your finances together because you're competing in an environment against people that do have those things together. And at a young age, when you should still be developing and working on money, you're competing against guys like us with girls your age that are going to date up anyway. So particularly for the young guys, it's the number one focus. But for any man in the dating market at all, Money is an absolute must because I think we all agree that hypergamy is real. Whether we want to blame women for that or not, I think is up to up to you know debate about. I personally don't. I just think it's human nature. Yeah. But it it is a factor, and so you can get mad or you can play ball. Money is way 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 up there. And in fact, I put it right behind or very level with fitness. Yeah. Oh, uh, the thing that social media did it did not help men meet women. It helped a small group of men at the top <laughs> meet all of the women. <laughs> If you, if you look on dating apps, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge deem 80% of men to be unattractive and 63% of the right swipes go to the top 10% of men. What's happened is back in the day, the guy who had the physique, the Lamborghini, or the nice car, he had maybe a 10 or 15% advantage, but it was only the people in his city who saw him, and now that, that advantage is exponential. So it's not, do you have money? It's that the next guy does. Mm -hmm. It's not, and so is there a, a minimum level? 
not everyone who's watching this needs to be a multimillionaire. Some of you will, some of you won't, but there needs to be a, a level of subsistence that you have to where you can afford some basic necessities so that a woman would want to go out with you. You can go on vacation. It's not a big deal if she orders something expensive at, at, at the uh, restaurant. You don't trip over money because as you know, Rollo, who's not here right now, we put up the uh, Golden Knights helmet for Rollo. Uh, as Rollo was saying before, one of the most common reasons for divorce is when a woman starts making more money than mm, the man. Yeah. And that's one of the yeah. situations. When it's, when it's my money, it's our money. And when it's her money, it's her money. So that's the difference. We're not going to see that money. So that's one of the situations. It's not just that you have to make money. It's that the next guy is. Fair enough. Good point. Good point. One word, all you really need to focus on, I think, at this point in time when it comes to money is inflation. Mm, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Start there, right? And then the other question, the other, I think, big factor here is how many hours per day do you guys work, right? Like I know obviously everybody's running their own business, has a different schedule. And then how many hours per day do you think the average person works on either any given day or any given week? Like, what would you guys say? 40 hours. Or you could say 50 hours. hours. Yeah. Okay. 40, 50 hours, I would say most. We're talking about men or women? Uh, Men. Yeah, 40, 50 hours. I would say most guys that have a full-time job. I have a question for that. Yeah. Out of that 40 hours, how many hours do you think that guy's actually working? <laughs> 20? Uh, yeah. 20? 20? Yeah. 20? Yeah. 20? Yeah. 20? 25? Yeah. 40%. Half. 20%. So that's great. Yeah, there's some so, studies that talk about this. I don't know if, Aaron, you've probably yeah. seen these before. When they cut work days down, they actually, people were more productive. Oh, it depends right. on the industry. They were yeah. bullshitting yeah. Yeah. half the time. Go ahead. No, no. So, yeah, basically, you work most, or you use most of your waking hours to do what? Get money. Right. And so if you're spending that much time to get value out of the world and give value to the world, right, you want to keep that money. Right. Like you want to be able to spend that money in 10 years. Yeah. And with inflation, it's the dragon that most people don't pay attention to. Right. Yeah. And it's the dragon that's coming for you no matter what. Like you cannot stop it. And even the government says they're trying to tame inflation. The fucking government can't stop inflation. <laughs> yeah. right? government's disgusting. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, if you think about it that way, you're spending that much time every single day to try to get money. And then you say money is evil and it's a resource that I'm not going to try to go after because it's hard. Right. That's just stupid to me. It makes no yeah. sense. Like, so if you're going to spend that much time of your life working for something, you should fucking keep it and it should be yours. Right. So that's why we're in crypto, because the government does not look out for you in that way. Right. Um, I mean, they don't look out for you. They don't care about you guys talk about yeah, that. All the time. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well said. And um, yeah, man, what money is to me, it's freedom. It's freedom of movement. I mean, this right. is why we're in the crypto space. Um, banks can't tell us what to do. I move my money whenever I want to. And this is like I, I feel like crypto and the red pill is really merged together really well, because it's all about having that ability of freedom of like choice, freedom of money. I mean, Rolo says it all the time, you know, that, you know, I'm not giving you prescriptions. I'm giving, I'm telling you the information and it's up to you to choose your adventure and what you want to do with it. But without money, you can't do anything. I mean, everyone, if, if you don't have money, you're a slave, period. I mean, I wish it wasn't like that, but you know, there's a lot there's a lot of people here that are able to do it through business hanging steel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or uh you know or a uh, crypto or any or a lot of the other business stuff there's a lot of ways to make money and stuff and like these a lot of the gentlemen here are very successful so definitely listen up all right number one shout out i didn't know you were in chicago actually uh when i was early in my tech career i pitched at uh tasty trade to some of their founders oh so. did you oh yeah. to tom and tony yeah way yeah. back yeah. in the day tom, tom and tony are my are my those guys are the my mentors they taught me how to trade yeah um, 
With regards to money, I think uh, the number one thing that young people need, and I guess probably people who aren't experienced with money, is the proper mindset. Mm. After you know, amassing a decent amount of money, I figured out how to be poor. Mm. I'm not poor, but I figured out how to be poor, which is to say that money matters a lot when you don't have any. And then mm. once you get some money, doesn't matter at all. Once you get to the point where money doesn't matter at all, then you can look at money objectively and understand how to use it, how to protect it, how to grow it, all of those different things. I think most people are missing that. More importantly, um, there's often a conversation when you're putting the, the pursuit of women and the pursuit of money against one another, which I, I don't actually think is the case. I think if you find a proper integration in mm. life, you find a way to you know, deal with women as you strive on your pursuit of finances. I don't think you have to exclude them totally, but that requires meaningful mindset in which you let this chick know, hey, shorty, you're not my goal. This is my goal. I'm going this way. If you'd like to accompany me, fantastic. I'm going to spend my night working. If you'd like to hang out and sit right there and periodically bring me water while I'm working, join me on this adventure. Yeah. And anytime we spend money, that's because you were part of the process of me making money. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be not parsimonious, but we're going to be thrifty because I'm wise. And as you said, you want to keep your money. There's a number of different yeah. ways to do that. Yep. And so making sure that you're taking proper leadership of that female in your pursuit to wealth, I think you can do both at the same time. But the priority is money, money, money. And when you said it's, it's right up there with fitness, I thought you were about to say it's right up there with God. And I was about to say, you're right, it's right. Yeah. It's, it's not there, but it's very, very close. Hmm. And I think there's a spiritual level to finances. And once you understand hmm. that, then you can relax and enjoy life. And, yeah. and shout out to crypto because you're yeah. right. It gives you that disconnect from government because my last bit on money is people don't realize they think banks are private institutions. Banks are government <laughs> institutions. Right. Yep. They're government institutions yeah. and let you go to the bank and try to take out more than 10K and see how many like issues they cause. Oh, yeah. It's Bro. ridiculous. Try, yeah. try to they start, notify try, my old friends. Try, <laughs> yeah. sending, try sending a wire yeah. right now. You can't. <laughs> right. Let me tell you yeah. that much. They'll lose their shit if you try to withdraw over 10K or if you want to deposit like 20, 50K, they'll lose their yeah. shit. And the bank has to report it. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. have you, to report over yep. 10K. Yeah. Absolutely. When you buy a bank, you are buying a government accreditation. That's essentially yeah. what you're buying. Anyone could just collect a, a, a assets, but the bank, what you're buying is the actual accreditation that they're getting from the federal government. That's yeah. essentially what it is. I had a 14-day yeah. hold on a wire to Coinbase just because all this stuff is Whoa. going down with the banks right now. Oh. Yo, it's, someone it's once said, you have money in the bank? No, you have what I want to give you in the bank. Literally. <laughs> right. Literally. Right. Good that's, point. That's a thousand yeah. percent correct. Uh, I'm just going to echo what Justin said because he's 100% correct. Uh, they always say, like, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Mm. Well, money is the exact same way. If you don't have your money and your finances together, you don't have anything because money is what allows you to live life. You need it because money is time. That's all it is. And all we're doing is exchanging time through this tool of money. So in order to get gas, I need to get money to pay the refiners and the truck drivers and the, the gas station attendants to do that. And the quicker you accumulate money and as you pointed out, the less money you need, the quicker you get to what you were talking about, Miguel, freedom, right. freedom. Yeah. to do what you want. Preach. Yep. And so uh, but it is it is equivalent to your health because yeah you could have the world's greatest health but if you're poor you can't go and buy food let alone go and enjoy life shout out so. to all the male strippers here in las vegas <laughs> so thunder down under got that up? health but no money um and this is i i, I gotta ask this question because as you guys know we got a varying uh audience, audience. of ages right you got young, guys that are 18. young you know 15 to 25 then you got guys that are 25 to 30, 30. you got guys in the 40s and 50s etc and you know let's be honest a lot of guys when it comes to pursuing women and money it's a it's not a clear-cut line a lot of guys here have the discipline to be able to do the two or don't let one control the other but for guys that are kind of trying to 
do both or they're in a certain stage in their life. When should people, when should men prioritize the acquisition of capital mm. over women? Mm. What does that number look like from an annual income standpoint? And then at what point do they go ahead and say, okay, I can load off a little bit on the, on the money and go, I can now pursue the women. At what age group and income bracket would you say they need to reach to be able to hit that? And we'll say in middle America, we won't say New York City or, or Miami or one of these like super expensive cities. We'll say somewhere middle, middle America. We can say, let's say a good median city. What's a good me- Maybe a Dallas, Texas? Yeah, that's exactly. St. Louis. Maybe I would yeah, say that's a safe. Like that. yeah. Okay, so yeah. uh, I'll turn it to, to you, Aaron. What do you think? It, it's hard because I know, what's your co- income and all. I'm going to say this. When you have no debt mm. okay. and you have enough money for a down payment on a house. Okay. Then I go. think as a young man, you are at a position where, okay, you could start to entertain uh, the pursuit of women. I'm not saying, you know, don't pursue them and don't ask them out if they're there and, you know, don't swear off them or anything. But where, oh, okay, now I, I got things stable. Uh, I got a good job. I have no debt. And I got a little bit of money in the bank that could potentially buy property with. Then I would say you've kind of reached it and you could start entertaining uh, having women be a. a How much do you think they should have in savings, roughly? Because let's say they don't want to buy a house, oh, they want to minimum, rent. Minimum, they I've talked rent. about this. You, you, everyone needs a micro FU fund. You need six months living expenses. Okay. So if your boss F's with you, um, you lose your job, any kind of thing outside of your control, you're not desperate. You don't have to stay in a toxic work environment. Uh, you can live for six months, find a job, not be desperate, hold off for a better job. So I'd say at least six months living expenses is what you Question need. Question for you. Would you say that's the difference between peace of mind and freedom? I think having, it's having, both. Having the six months, I'll be able to tell them yeah, fuck it's, you. Yeah, they kind of Venn diagram. Yeah. Freedom, no, you need You need way more for freedom, yeah, you, and that's need, what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like peace of mind, hey, fuck you, don't treat me that way, I'll quit, get another job. Right, right. And then there's true financial freedom. Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah. Since, and since a Fresh and Fit's audience kind of skews a little bit younger than mine, yeah. especially mm. for younger guys, the mistake I made was always paying off my debts, everything went to pay off debts, da, 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 and I did not have this micro FU fund. And mm. you are going to run into mentally ill bosses, psychopathic bosses, <laughs> companies that just go bankrupt because of you know economic factors, nothing malicious there. You don't want to be, oh my God, I need to find another job immediately. You could, if you got six months living expenses, mm. oh, by the way, employers are going to lowball you on your first job offer no matter what, you never take that. You're like, no, 25% more minimum. Yep. Um, so you can you can bluff. You say, no, I need this much. I need. You should be able to go in and say, I need a living wage for this area. You will pay me a living mm-hmm. wage. And that includes residents near the office you want me to go to downtown. So if I got to come downtown and I got to pay for park. No, I ain't commuting. You're paying for a downtown <laughs> loft, that rent. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Well, we can't afford. Fine, buy. You have six months living expenses. So just saving that money is absolutely critical at the very early stages of your career and, and, and development. That's leverage, when man. Do, when do you yeah. think they should have – what's a good – You know, because everyone is different, uh, but when do you think is a good time in their life to have that? By what age, you would say? Generally. Uh, I, I, Generally. I, if we were to have the perfect world, not a single person would go to college for a year. You would stay at home, live at home, and work two full-time jobs and save up that six months. Mm. You would also minimize your expenses so you couch surf or whatever, you get a used car – so that that six months money is a lot less, or you got a year's worth of living expenses. So that's what I would do. Then you could go to college, throw it into some average returning fund, whatever you want. And then when you graduate, you should have a very tidy little nest egg there that okay. allows you not to be taken advantage of in the labor market. And okay. people, people forget, when you have money saved up, you have confidence too as well. Yeah. So you can move forward, make more risks, and you're more confident in that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mark what? You never change your priority. <laughs> 
Okay. Your priority is always the money. Mm. You don't ever, and I don't care how much money you have, <laughs> it's always the money. And that's spiritually important. It never is the woman. Which is not to say I don't still talk to three women a day. I want to get contact info from three women a day. Yep. The valet girl, the waitress, yep. <laughs> and whoever else. All day, every day. But I will never prioritize them over a financial opportunity. Okay. Mm. I will never prioritize them over working. And here's the thing. I like working. I enjoy working. So I'm going to work until I don't. What I use women for is when I've exhausted my ability to work. I'm fried and I'm not thinking. I'm not firing on all cylinders. Okay, cool. Let's go watch a boxing match. Right. Was that what yeah. she wanted to do? No, that's what I want to do tomorrow. Yeah. Benavidez, by the way, Benavidez is about to body the boy. <laughs> yeah. Caleb's a friend, but Benavidez is about to go yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's number one. Don't you ever prioritize that female. It's unnecessary. It will mess her head up and it yeah. will mess your life up. Mm. All right. Number two. Obviously, we can get deeper based on an individual person's demographics, but let me say this generally. If you're a younger man, which is to say 25 or younger, and you live in a developed economy, you should be hyper-aggressive. Okay. So yeah. he and I are on different ends. I want you hyper-aggressive because you're going to try to make millions of dollars. And here's the thing. If you screw up, what happens? You, you live in your mom's house? If you screw up, what happens? You're going to starve to death? No. I want you to take every opportunity to be extremely aggressive, extremely ambitious. If you're doing crypto, go hard as hell. If you're doing stock, no uh, sleep, gang. use some margin trading. Go crazy up until age 25 because you have no dependents. You need to take every chance to make money yep. fast because the time matters. So all this like save up. No, forget all that. You don't have any kids and you live in the West. Now, if you live in Somalia, <laughs> it's a different story. Yeah. You know, you need to think twice. Now, here's the last piece. When do you start feeling comfortable and maybe confident? Okay. It's when you have skills that you can use in any developed market, irrespective mm -hmm. of the language and the particular cultural context. If okay. I can, just like you, you're in the military, if I could drop a certain kind of military operative and he's like, look, man, uh, you know, give me a goddamn compass and like a toothpick and a goddamn plastic bag and I can MacGyver this stuff. Same thing financially. When you have that mm -hmm. skill set to where you say, okay, I might not have this money that he's talking about having saved up. But I'm a hustler, and I have a skill set, and I can make money every month no matter what. When you figured out how to offer value to a marketplace on a consistent basis, you don't have to worry about how much you saved up. You don't have to worry about inflation. You don't have to worry about all this other stuff. And if you happen to be smart on top of that, which is not a necessity, you need focus, but you don't need high intelligence. Once you have those things, you say, look, I'm harder working. I'm more focused and more intelligent than the average person. If I end up in bad shape, there's going to be a revolution. Because that means that there was already 80% of the human population was starving to death. <laughs> if I'm starving to death, everybody's starving to death. So you don't have to worry. And a part of that is mindset, too. People get too concerned with the dollar amount. One thing I figured out being around wealthy people, none of them have peace from the dollar amount. Mm. None of them feel secure with their money based on the dollar amount. Mm. It's based on your decisions and your understanding. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this, uh, Marquette, because you're, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, college is a scam, it's bullshit, whatever. <laughs> you were able to use the education system to your advantage and, sure. uh, you know, uh, get into the tech uh, field, et cetera. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about if someone is going to decide to go to college and pursue higher education, how do they go about it intelligently so they don't get a useless degree? This is actually something I have expertise in because I actually created a technology that was around college well, retention. I asked. So, number one, college is not a scam, but what most people choose to study in college is a scam. There you go. Mm. Yeah. If it ends in the word studies, it's a fake degree. <laughs> <laughs> Africa
African American studies, Chicano studies, gender studies. Damn, you're studying yourself? You're an African American, you're studying yourself? That's dumb. No one pays for that. Sociology, English. Oh, damn, doesn't everyone speak English, my boy? What, what do you do with that degree? Oh, you write a book? No, nah, you don't need that for that. That's dumb. We all know what the good degrees are. Right. Look at where the Asians, the Indians, and the foreign African, the foreign blacks, right? <laughs> where the Nigerians are at. Where the Nigerians You know the way? You yeah. know the way? Yeah. I know the way. I know the way. Accounting, uh, accounting, science. STEM. And yeah, basically, and there's some things we do need to be cautious of. Like, for example, law is a dying field. Mm. I agree. Law unless you're going to a field. top school, a lot of people don't talk about that. You're, unless Robo you're going to a top lawyers. law school, that's right. It's an yeah. L for it's, you. It's been contracting. Um, surgery, actually, people don't realize. I used to, you know, work at Johns Hopkins Medical. I was the only guy without a like a, a PhD or better that had an office there. Um, surgery is now being done through robotics, and they're doing it better than great surgeons like. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we need to take an eye to that. And so when young folks tell me, "Oh, I want to go to college." Number one, what are you studying? That's number one. And number two, why don't you create a fake resume with that college degree on it mm. and send out some applications mm. and see what you get back? Right. Oh, right? okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? And, but mostly I recommend vocations and I recommend a trade. Mm. And you can see what they pay straight away because most of us are not scholars. Most of us are not deserving of a liberal arts degree. Like a philosophy department should be the smallest department at any institution because it requires extraordinary intellect, which most of us don't have. And even if you do, that doesn't pay any damn ways. Mm. Those are the people who like have to have a patron, right? Like those are like, damn near like artists. Like, you know, someone has to like, I value your, your great thoughts on geopolitics. I'm going to pay to support your existence because it's impractical for the most part. No one gets paid to be a goddamn philosopher today. Only fans girls are going to make more money than you do Facts. with that fancy degree. So understand They're showing markets. buttholes and you're trying to show your mind. Right. right. <laughs> and, and don't take a business degree. If you don't have a sense of what you want to do, cause, and I used to lecture at top business schools, um, Kellogg and all this good stuff. If you don't know what you want to do, a business degree is not going to do much for you. Mm -hmm. And that includes the MBA. You might get the numbers and you can talk to this gentleman here, have a deep ass conversation, but what's, where's the application? And often uh, the MBA teaches you how to operate in the C-suite in a Fortune 500 company, but you're not going to get hired in a Fortune 500 company. Hmm. Nine out of nine. Because how many of them? There's 500 of them. Hmm. Who do you know? Uh, so th there's just so much depth to it. And like the last piece I'll give is like, always think of it like this. People always say, oh, it's all about who you know. Right. No, it's about <clears throat> who knows you. Mm. I might know him and remember his name. Does he remember my name? Fair enough. Right. That's the key. All right. Well said. Awesome. Damn, uh, yeah, man. Miguel, so yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, so Miguel, for you, so when should guys, you know, the money sliding yeah. scale, money, so, girls, Age levels, well, how much should they have saved, etc. I mean, it, I mean, it's the, I mean, it's a classic. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, if we're just being for real, depending on what <laughs> skill set you actually have at the time. I mean, if, if we're just talking girls versus money and stuff like that, that's just a conversation. Whether like there's some people that are born more Chad than other people, and other people had to work for it. Um, I think I feel it's always a concentration of like what we found, at least through our the courses and crypto, is guys kind of work on this, two this kind of this flip switch where one minute they're focusing all on money. The next minute, it's all girls, and then when that gets filled, they go right back to the money. Right. It's always this. It's always this kind of ping ponging back and forth between girls, guys. I mean, girl, well, yeah. girls and money. Uh, girl, <laughs> all right, right, buddy. Pause. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> right. But the the one thing I'd probably say to most people when it comes to money would probably be you have to join the capital class. 
You right. have to have your money working for you. Not, that doesn't mean that yeah, you're not going to be living off of it and stuff, but just being able to like your work. I mean, I remember the first time I was working and um, the market went up 10% and I made more money in a month than I did <laughs> in that one day. I made more money in that day in the market than I did working an entire fucking month in the sun. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that is a powerful thing. And it, it first starts off with a lot of people. It's like that 10% move that happens in the market will end up being, wow, I made more money than I made today in a day, then a week, then a month, then a year. And then like, damn, I make, I'm making more than I made in a decade. And that's, that happens to people over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful thing. And then the thing is, is like people, like people just always like, like, I, like a big mental block a lot of people have is like, I remember back in the day, I would try to like, I would make 150 bucks a day or something like that as an example, right? And I would try to like put $100 away into the market and stuff. And it was just like, I would just end up having to dig back into the account. Mm. So I, I think a lot of people need to start with these little baby steps and $20, $5, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just like clawing every single yep. day. And over time, that nest egg becomes something where you can make a move. Okay. That's the power, like getting, getting that, like that's joining the capital class. Obviously you can do it in real estate, you can do it in businesses and stuff, but the, the only other thing I would probably tell people is like, this is by me joining like the, like the YouTube world and like this whole social media game is like, if you're not making content or you're not being, if you're not making noise, you are invisible, right? Mm. Scale is like, is crazy. It doesn't matter in what you're doing. You could be a fucking landscaper, like 99% of the people out there, 90%, 99% of the roofers are not doing anything on social media at all. And if you were, you'd be getting jobs and stuff. And this is like something like, you know, Justin talks about a lot and stuff when it comes to like blue collar work and stuff. I mean, that's where I came from as well. And it's, I made a without social media but imagine if with social media it would just put you to the next level you could be mediocre i mean i'm just being for real you could be mediocre in whatever you're doing yes. but if you have that social media presence if you're youtubing i see guys on youtube every day fucking posting like i'm cleaning yards for free and they get tons of leads it's about creating this funnel to yourself and you're either you either are making content or you're nobody and that and like you have to have a tv channel it doesn't matter if you're just an instagram or twitter only guy just having something that that brings like eyeballs to yourself and yeah, stuff yeah. Like, okay. and, like and I learned that all from every single one of you guys here, yeah. like from Fresh and Fit to um, you know to you know MOA guys and stuff like that. I mean, with, with um, you're doing a fantastic thing with when it comes to Instagram, like teaching guys how to like level up their Instagram or how to like um, you, you know I guess how to create that fl- like Justin Waller's so good at actually like getting that flow to yourself to your business and stuff. It's like always like you want to be so busy where you're turning jobs down, right? Yeah, it's kind of flow. Yeah. yeah. Charlie? Yeah, I, I would say there's a couple of, like themes here that we're starting to see, right? I would say doubling down on everything that you guys have already said, I would add a few things, right? So in terms of like your health, right? How often should you be focusing on your health? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Right? So how often should you be focusing on your money? Every fucking day. So there's a level two finance, which is just financial literacy. Mm-hmm. We don't have that in school. We don't have that in university. Mm-hmm. Even the fucking finance they teach you in university. When should the guys start learning about it? Uh, you should be learning about that from the first time you get an allowance, the first time you yeah. make a fucking nickel, right? So, when when you, all the young guys watching, learn now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say the prime age is fifteen to twenty-five. That's where you're going to get like your core knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And then twenty-five to thirty, if you're not like that, should be twenty-five should be the age where you start like the alarm bells start going off in your head, like fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck, I'm running out of time, right? Because once you turn thirty-five. Like, I think a lot of people don't know this about the corporate world, right? Once you turn 35, as a man, your clock is ticking until you're about 50-55. From about 50-55, they're going to kick you out of the corporate boardroom, no matter if you're a CEO or if you're, you know, the janitor. 
Like they're going to get you the fuck out of there no matter how skilled you are, right? You got to become is, president then. Well, you got to you got to run your own business, right? Yeah. So the theme yeah, that Miguel consulting. was touching on, yeah, you, talking about of the country. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like go for glory, right? Yeah. Go for like I think a lot of people like the American dream, right? Is still alive. Where is it alive? It's alive on YouTube. It's alive on social media. Right. It's alive where you get the eyeballs, right? And so, um, right now, why is that the case? Where we have that is where the place where you can make the most money because you can reach the most people. It has the most network effect. So networking and understanding the digital age is going to be your key to self-sovereignty. The earlier you do that and the more consistent that you do that, the better you will become, the better you will have success. And then for everybody at this table, right, because we have that momentum going, success happens because we keep spinning that momentum wheel, right? So getting that base, getting that foundation is extremely hard. It takes about five years of dedication. That's why they have you go to university for four to five years to become a master at something, right? Mm -hmm. That's why they have a master's degree. So you want to really focus on it for a period of time at some point for about five years before you're 25. And that can be, you know, the, the hard stuff. But, um, you know, if you don't have anybody in your life telling you about money, they do not care about you. Right. Anybody who cares about you yeah. will teach you about money. Mm. Right. And if your parents do not teach you about money, they care about you. But they there's probably something in terms of their education that they were missing as right. well. So it kind of has that knock on effect for a lot of people throughout generations. So if you're part of that, right, you have to get, you know, you just have to get up and get going. Right. If you Fair don't enough. do that, Absolutely. you're going to fail. Charlie, I remember just after your point, I remember being 20. Right. And I was set at Starbucks every single day, learn about social media, Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube. And I was like, my, my friends would be like, yo, let's go party, bro. Let's go have fun. I'm like, bro, no, I need to learn shit now because if I don't learn it now, when it comes time to me to use in the future, I won't know what to do. Exactly. So what happened right. is fast forward now, we have our channel and those things I learned from back then helped me today. Right. So, right. And the last thing it. I'll say on this yep. is, because I wrote down a few points. I wrote down sales, mm -hmm. self-sovereignty going into the digital age, because we are not in the industrial age anymore. We're going into the digital age, right? This is why social media and stuff is so important. Network consistency. But the most important thing that I didn't mention is sales, right? Okay. Every man mm -hmm. should have a sales job at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. Whether they love it or hate it, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's good medicine for you, right? So um, and the earlier, the better, right? So start selling door-to-door -door when you're a teenager. Perfect. If you don't have that experience um, when you're in university, go get some hardcore sales. One of the companies that I worked for for about like, I would say two weeks, I was like, yeah, it's just not the right business. It's morally uh, incorrect, which is a company called Cutco Cutlery. Oh, Jesus. Selling knives. Great product. MLM. But yeah, it's an MLM. It's a terrible way to, to run a business in terms of like, there's, you know, like there's, there's different lines, right? And it's like one of these things where um, you want to do business the right way as well. You need to bring real value to people. But it, by learning those skills and those types of jobs, what do you learn? You learn the hustle, which is what, mm. it, you know, like what every company, every human being is doing out here. But nobody likes to call it that, right? But Fair enough. in that environment, though, people, the people that you meet, the books that you read helps you cult cultivate that, mi that mindset of being a hustler. So that's really good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mike, what about you? What do you wh when should guys, uh, what are some timelines guys need to have? Money saved up? You know, women versus money, etc. So we'll, we'll almost play it like a video game. When you're Please. a freshman in high school, you're at zero and zero. So money and women, you don't have mm. game. And okay. You don't really have any money. Now, as you may, maybe you develop some ability with women as you go through high school, but maybe not a lot of money unless you have a job. 
The problem that happens, and this is something that I witnessed because after the game came out in 05, I, would, I used to work with Mystery. I used, to work, I used to go out with RSD all the time and see these guys who were interns, and all they cared about was women. They were sleeping on couches. All they cared about was women. They yep. bare, sometimes didn't shower. It was just women, women, women. I live here, and I meet bartenders who have nothing but debt or male strippers, and these guys are, like, like what you said, very Chad. Yeah. Um, they're extremely good with women, but they're fucking terrible with money. Right. Uh, and we, I have women come on the show all the time because the women here make more money than the men in Vegas because right. the, the pool jobs give me, like, 240 a year. Talk about and, it. And so, so what happens is you end up with these men who, who, like, don't focus on their money at all. They end up spending seven, eight years as a VIP host making less than 60 grand a year. Okay? Damn. So that's wow. the thing. So now what, what happens Ooh. is... You so what happened? What you should do is money should get to at least to a level three. If you want to wait till it's a level five, let's say ten is like the top one percent of wage earners with about five hundred thousand a year. So it, get up to a three or get up to a five. And then here's the thing: what you don't want is. Can the you tell opposite. us what those numbers at three and a three is? Three. So I would say roughly? I would say three would be having one hundred fifty thousand. That would be uh, annual. Annual. That okay. would be that would cool. be a. But see the thing is, I don't want to say don't start talking to women before one fifty. Okay. Maybe set, uh, there's a book called The Happiness Hypothesis. They postulate about seventy four thousand dollars is where people can be happy. But I think that number with inflation, because that book was written yeah. by Jonathan. Yeah, Mike, that number is, yeah, 10 years ago. So yeah, you're like 90,000. Yeah, 90,000. So that's yeah. probably right. There's a fantastic book. Jonathan Heights, an incredible author. So when you go through those when you go through those numbers, that's probably, we'll call that a two. Uh, start at a two. And then at that point, you need to know something. Because what happens is you end up becoming like some of the pilots and the doctors and the real estate developers that end up joining my course who got married very early, made millions of dollars, and have mm. don't know fuck all about women. Yeah. And, they, and they are getting stumped. That's also a dangerous place Correct. to be. Correct. Yeah. So what, what you don't want, so you want money to get to a three, and then let's go ahead and start bringing uh, girls up to a certain level. But what you don't want is money to get to a 10, and you don't know anything. I have, I have several clients, that, mm. like, not to be stereotypical, mm. a lot of my Indian clients are like this, very, very wealthy, very successful, and then they're... they're the guys Mark White went to school with. <laughs> <they're, laughs> their their a lot of my German clients are like this. Their yeah. views are very, very narrow when it comes to women. Mm. And and because of that, they don't, they're just extremely distrusting or their views are very binary. Mm. And then while it's fine to be super skeptical, you're not good with women when you're super skeptical, right? Um, so, so there needs to be a growth, like you said, on both places. So yep. I need to be growing in both areas at the same time. But you don't want one to go so far in front of the other that you can't get the other one. Here's the other, yep. one, the other point I want to make. We're talking about social media and we're talking about having a brand. When you have a brand and you are successful on your brand, you need to spend less time attracting women. This is the part, this is the part where the, the cold approach versus social circle, where they got this wrong. Social circle takes less time than cold approach. When you have a brand and people know who you are and you're constantly creating a funnel, you guys just interviewed Dan Bilzerian, when you guys are constantly creating Talked a about setup, this extensively. Exactly. Yeah. Dan Bilzerian spends less time attracting women and gets more women because he used social media to scale. So you use social media to scale your business and you use social media to scale your ability to attract women. And then also you the, the pre-selection comes in, right? But by the way, pre-selection works both ways. My, my friend Steve Demopoulos, one of the top attorneys in the city, he's got billboards all over the yeah, city. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So he's got billboards all over the city, billions collected. So that's pre-selection, but for an, an, an attorney, mm -hmm. but now you can also have pre-selection for men. How do you show that scalability? Remember what I said before, social media did not help men meet women. It helped a small group of men meet all the women. So you, instead of complaining about 
about it, like a lot of incels guy, those guys do. Let's join that top 20% of men. And how are we going to do that? We're going to work on our fitness. We're going to work on our money. And we're going to work on our game. All three of those things. But we don't want one to get so far where we're a bodybuilder who's broke. And we don't want to become the guy who's incredibly good with women, but we're sleeping on a couch. And we don't want to become the fat, rich guy. We don't want to become any one of those three tropes. Yeah. We want to be like on Madden. We want a 99 speed, 99 acceleration, <laughs> 99 awareness, 99 agility, 99 change of direction. We want all these attributes to, to go up and, and level up together. And that takes time. For men, we have to earn our value. And sometimes, well, again, uh, if you guys read uh, eHarmony's book, or I'm sorry, the book uh, Dataclism, or the CTO of eHarmony, for women, uh, their, their primary age is 23 to 25. But for men, it is 38 to 44. That's when we've baked in all, our, all we've learned all of the lessons that we have, and we have some money saved up. And going back to what you said before, we also have a skill set that we've learned to where if you, because if you took all my money away today, sure. I know I could go into high ticket sales, and I know I could, I could teach people how to build sales funnels, and I know I could teach people how to create sales uh, coaching programs. Mm -hmm. I know those three things I could do right now if you right. took away all my money and all my clients right now. I know I could do those things, and I could probably do Facebook ads pretty well too. Mm -hmm. So those skill sets that you learn, and sometimes you have to work for some to do that sometimes you actually do have to have a job and you learn those skill sets <laughs> like like agents where do they start that at, at uh, william morris and caa they always start in the mail room right sometimes you have to take that beating in the in the beginning as an internship to learn a skill set like again uh, uh, every one of his guys i promise you justin knows at, the, at least the basics on carpentry elect uh you know uh, electrics you know Laying pipe, all this yeah. kind of stuff, all for building I know the about steel laying buildings. Pipe too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> laying pipe is all of our specialty, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and so, so when when it comes to that, you now you have a specialty, and like Justin says, you are now you have become useful to other men. So now that I'm useful to other men, that's almost as important as the wealth itself. If you gave me a choice where I have a job where if I work harder, I make more money, or if you give me $10 million, I'm going to take the job, the job where I own it, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I own 100% of this company, and I know if I work harder, I make more money. Sales is a great example of something like this. I would rather have that than $10 million, and most people don't think that way. Mm. The $10 million does not come with a skill set. It comes with inflation. But the skill set beats inflation, and it, it allows you to be able to make money in any environment. That's Bam. Right. And I find, and, and, I, one thing I wanted ahead. to add was yeah. I find people that basically they focus so much on a dollar amount. Like if I have this, I'm going to be yeah. you know safe or whatever. Like you said, you'll never be safe. But those people are, in my opinion, are just lazy because they think if I get to this place, then I can stop. Yeah. Right. right. And like like we're saying here, right, it's just it's a and like Marquette said very nicely, right, it's just something that we should not stop. We have to keep moving. Uh, and you made some really fantastic points that I even want to add to because you were talking about how, um, you know, when you have – when you have this social proof from your business, et cetera, and the social circle does the work for you, you know, have like, for example, if you have money, right, and you invest that money, it makes you more money, right? You invest in real estate, makes you passive income, et cetera. When you have girls through, through pre-selection, guess what? You get more girls, yes. right? I've always said bitches equals more bitches, right? The passive income bitches. And then another thing I want to say <laughs> is that, and then Captain the other thing I want to say also that you made a great point where you said you want 99 speed, agility, et cetera. Well, you basically need a game shark in life. And that game shark, gentlemen, is consistency, time, and discipline. Mm -hmm. That's what the game shark is. When yeah. you get that game shark, I'm showing my age here, game shark used to be a thing you put in the video game and it would give you all the codes and yeah, you'd be able to level yeah, up yeah. your guy. But <laughs> that's what you need, guys, consistency, time, and discipline. Um, Justin, I'll throw it to you. What do you think yeah, guys so should be focusing on in age groups? So uh, the original question was when to let go, right? And to start to give yourself a little Yeah, move. like yeah. What, should, what should guys be prioritizing yeah, so at different ports of their life? What age? I agree with yeah. what everybody has said, especially about yeah. working Great on, points, by on, the way, guys. On everything, yeah. yeah absolutely, y'all killed it. One thing that I would add to it is that regardless of the dollar amount you have in the bank, I would not let go and calm down on myself until I had a systematic way to know that money is going to continue coming. 
Okay. So if if I made a million dollars because somebody died or something like that, I still have no skills. I have no systems in a mm, business. I have right. no residual income. I own no real estate. I have no return coming whether I work or not. So for me, I would like at least in a business create systems where you know that people are waking up and going to work for you every day and that you are going to make money regardless because you can trust those systems or the residual income from real estate or something of that nature mm. before I'd really calm down and let go. That's that's for me what what allows me to really and that close. served you very well with an eight figure it, it, business. It has yeah. it has and and I don't think I'd be able to close my eyes the same way if I didn't have it. Right, mm. so, security. So yeah. rain, hail or shine, fail proof systems that are there and yeah. and it, also delegating. It looks like you got people underneath you that get the job done. Yeah, I think probably, probably one of my best skills is understanding how to truly leverage and build a team. Business, and, yeah. For me, I mean, I'm at I'm at over 200 people now. So, mm. wow. whether it's across all three businesses, doesn't matter. In multiple states, yeah, yeah. And then you know the real estate and the stuff we do online. So, for me, man, having systems that I can trust and people I can trust, and and you know building those relationships the right way, so you can get walls down and have honest conversations. For me, I trust my people, and with good reason. You know, so that's, I mean, that's, for me, that's we were traveling around Europe. He was here with us right next to us. He has a business, makes eight, eight figures. I yeah. can't do that on the fly. He knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how important is is uh, is leadership while simultaneously, you know, you got to be a leader, but at the same time, you got to be able to, you know, delegate some of that responsibility to your people. Like how much oversight is needed at that point when you've got that many employees? Yeah. So I get a daily report every day from each business. Ah, so yeah. it goes over. You know, the the management team, their five roles and responsibilities, what they're measured by, what they hit that said day, the money in every every bank account, the stats hit, where every foreman is in every state, whether there's an issue or not. It's long. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Um, every credit card spent, the balance sheet, P&L to date, I mean, everything. It's all in there. It's, and so I just hit Siri and she reads it to me while I'm driving and I listen to all three reports daily. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I was really just nice. going to add, like, it's kind of like you're flying like a jumbo jet to some extent, right? Because you have your check. Yeah, you're looking every... at the controls. Right. Exactly. You know who's really good about that? And I think Low Key is probably one of the best guys in business that nobody knows about. It's a guy named Keith Cuttingham. Okay. And he does a four day uh, NBA. He shows up to Tony Robbins' deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's really, really good. He does the Rosetta Stone of finance where he takes you through this whole exercise. If you spend this much money on inventory, where does it land on the balance sheet? Mm-hmm. What happens to your AR? It's really, really, really powerful. You want really, a, really a very good book. I forgot what it's called. Um, but yeah, real funny guy. Guy, he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. you'd love him. You fucking love him. I, hilarious. I'm just impressed. You have a real time accounting system that updates daily to pr- to produce a real time P. That's amazing. We that's, do it that's every awesome. day. That's I, awesome. I want to know where everything is yeah. daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we, I know what AR is. Everything. I can look right now. He sends it to me four o'clock every day. Bam. So right. that's lit. Um, so I'll hit the chats, chats. real quick. Uh, so we've been giving you a lot of fire, man. Yo, uh, like I said, I, that, there's a reason I've been excited. You guys are getting literally several multimillionaires in one room giving y'all a whole bunch of sauce in different fields and different entrepreneurial ventures. You're not going to get that anywhere else. That's why we're number one men's podcast in the fucking world. All these haters can go suck a dick. You're not giving y'all this much fucking value. Yeah, I'm going to talk my shit because I got powerful friends and I can say that shit. And this is way better than school, by the way. Yeah, yeah. real so talk, know. man. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, let's hit these chats, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Sticky Paws. Remember to like the video. Come on, what are you guys doing? Okay, we got marriage yes. causes a divorce. The first person to super chat today, W Vegas Castle. The other 
Girl married an IT millionaire oh, for four months and took 50% in divorce. Oof. If you're married, it's not your crypto. It's really hers. Yeah, these we girls got, be... We got she, Salva, don't know, she don't know about it, though. Right. We got <laughs> Salvador Dali. We got ladies. Do you feel bringing... What, what is it? Like, okay, there's no ladies here. Uh, I guess he assumed that there's ladies here. <laughs> Gentlemen, he, uh, he amended that. Uh, what actions or qualities in a woman can make her stand out from the other women you may be seeing? Okay, we'll, mm. we'll keep going. All right, yeah, fabulous. We'll keep Let's keep it going. Keep it, I'll write that down. Gotta, uh, that we got down. Carlos saying the idol James Bond, uh, Marquette, Davon in the building. Fire, fire, fire. Giving you lessons from the P-Y-E-M-P. <laughs> uh, uh, that's what that says. Okay, uh, US dollar, to, uh, $20, Mike Davis. Big fan, but the idea the average man makes 40000 uh, a year is false. Those statistics count... Everyone like recent immigrants, welfare recipients who don't try and yeah, that only is counts everyone. tax income. That, that's, yeah. but, but that is every, so that's the thing. That's yeah. why statistics are called statistics because they cover everyone. Those people are humans yeah, also. I was going to say, immigrants want pussy too, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Hey, have you guys noticed who the richest man in the world is? He's a South African immigrant. Mm, His name is yeah. Elon Musk. Mm. Like seriously, like they, they, those people count too. Oh, trust Damn. me, he knew the Yeah. 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 He knew the way. What else? Uh, okay, we got Hedron Squid with the $20 super chat. Uh, through Rolo, I found Fresh and Fit, and Aaron through Fresh and Fit, I found Crypto, uh, Cultivate Crypto, DCC, and The Saint. I can't believe you're all here together. Yeah, you better subscribe to all of them. I put all of their channels at the top of the description. Go subscribe to each of these guys. Yeah. Hey, shut up. Uh, we got Mark uh, Marky Faz uh, for a thirty dollar and ninety nine super cent uh, super chat. Only been watching you blokes for a few weeks. I rock with it. I'll keep up the killer work, brethren. Cool. We Good. got uh, Joel Cole for $10. I had to check to see him. Uh, all my favorite YouTubers in one place. You guys are truly <laughs> a motivation to me. Thank you for all the knowledge you give me daily. Cool. Uh, you guys want to you keep going? Uh, yeah. So are That's there a lot more? 20 Yeah, from this point forward, guys, we're going to go, because uh, there's six, uh, six and a half K of you guys watching right now. So we're going to go, we'll go 50 and up from this point forward. If you guys want to get a question in, go ahead and get a question. This is one of your few chances to, to speak to one of the many uh, <laughs> experts here in many dis different disciplines. Live so, Q&A. Yeah, seriously, man. You I, got I, I got a $50 super chat here. Right, uh, this is free. Uh, this is Alpha Foxy Otter. Uh -huh. uh, like the damn video, people. Yeah, like also, video, thanks Fresh and Fit for being a great podcast that I can mm. listen to at work while welding and having my uh, my. Head under the hood. You guys. Absolutely. And the go Kate's listen to the other guys here on the panel as well. Yeah. Go subscribe to all their channels, guys. Okay, fantastic. And then he finishes off uh, hashtag free the Tates. Yes. <laughs> yes. Free Tom yeah. Absolutely free, free the Christian Tates. Tate as well. Absolutely free the Tates. They'll be here at the table with us when the, uh, when they're home soon. Yeah. All right, that's uh, it. And then, because people had um, sent in some stuff before, uh, do we have more? Because I saw some that came in from before. We'll go 50 and up from this point forward, but sure, the people yeah. that came in from before. Oh, you want to keep going with those? Yeah, we'll read it for like another uh, 30, 40 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, we got Sosa's insp uh, Inspires. Uh, peace to the Saints. Y'all need a few rewatches to fully soak in the game. Peace Marquette to the Saints. Yep. Of course, uh, we got OG Grows uh, for nine ninety nine. We now have the chance to see the world for what it is. Money isn't real, and the only way to win uh, is play the games they do. Shout out to DCC and CC. Join the CMC and take back control. Hmm. That's the Citadel, I believe. Yes. Um, Citadel, yep. Like Crypto okay. Mindset course. Crypto <laughs> okay. Mindset course. Coming up nice. April 21st, Friday, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a shout out to the uh, Broke Dynasty fans asking for what an NFT is. PTTS. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Sly Coop saying with the $20 super chat, Myron and Fresh, please look into speaking to Alex 
Monzi, Graham St- Stephen can connect. Gra- we did an interview with Graham Stephan already. That and will I, be out soon. I met him at the uh, Slappy event. He's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Graham Stephan will be out very soon. Uh, anything else? Yeah, sure. We can keep going. Honestly, these guys uh, keep on giving super chats. Yeah. Well, it's if they got good questions, we, we want good questions. Well, guys, there's so no more questions. There's okay. no questions. Okay. Cool. So, guys, get good questions in. Well, every chat that comes in, obviously, you guys are going to see it on screen. But this is a very you know rare opportunity where everyone is here. So, guys, ask some good questions here. Um, all right. So, I'll ask this. What do you guys predict is going to happen? I mean, your prediction as far as the future financially. With the banks going in, with the issues, cryptocurrency going up and down. Uh, interest rates just went up on real estate. Uh, we could start. Who wants to start first? We can start here. I'll start. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just going to be kind of more of the same. Uh, the only thing new would be the higher interest rate environment, which okay. have a downward pressure on prices. But um, if, if you kind of if you want to be able to kind of predict an economy, look at the people. The people kind of suck. So I'm misanthrope. <laughs> um, you're going to see a slow decay in GDP growth. You're going to see a drop in the labor force participation rate. The unemployment rate actually really doesn't matter all that much. If you want a job, if you want to work, you can do it. There's never been a better opportunity. Right. With so few people putting in such little work, you can – I mean, we never had – I remember, like, you'd send out 100 <laughs> resumes, and maybe you'd get three responses back. Talk and, about it. Bro, I yeah. need 10 salespeople yeah. right now. Anybody watching? Yeah. You are a high closer. <laughs> My guys work part-time, make 150 k a year. For yeah. real. If you want to be a fucking closer uh-huh. right now, stop bullshitting. Right. Seriously, you are absolutely right. right. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's the very thick silver lining to this otherwise general – economic decay cloud but yeah debts are going to go up we're going to print off more money inflation is going to go up um it's you know it's just going to be a a general malaise and decay into about a second world economy okay uh, over the decades no shit okay so the question is what is the future economically yeah that's the question yeah that's very broad, so I'm going to take it, it a couple is, it is. Yeah. Take it Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Directions. We can take it a step at a time. You could talk about it in the United States. You could talk about how it might affect geo- geopolitically or how we might be affected geopolitically with the war. I mean, however you want to take it. As our economist points out, like the capitalist economy is cyclical. There are certain things we expect to happen, interest rates, et cetera. Uh, undoubtedly, uh, the political cycle as well will impact what's going to happen with markets, right? right. Um, for example, paper assets are in the toilet right now, which is a good time to buy. You should yeah. all be shopping. And if we see that we get a Republican president in, then we're going to recover that value fairly quickly. Who knows how long it'll sustain, but smart people will, once the value's recovered, will sell and then we'll, we'll carry on from there. Mm-hmm. That's something that's fairly predictable for people who are savvy at all. What's more interesting to me is the big opportunities to make a whole bunch of money, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to like kind of earmark a couple of things. When guys ask me, Marquette, if I'm going to go to school, what do I go to school for? What's really fascinating? Well, Cyber crime is fascinating because it's mm. increasing all the time. I'm sure all of you guys, people have tried to scam you. People consider themselves fans of yours, probably tried to scam you. I can tell you from my professional experience when I was an agent, it was the fastest growing crime with the feds by far. Right. So cyber crime is an opportunity for criminals, but most of most people are too stupid to even be criminals of the future. Yeah. They're too dumb. It, yeah. it requires skills now yeah. to even be a criminal. Now, on the other side of that is cybersecurity. I remember when I was working uh, yep. for the mayor in Baltimore um, in the MVA or excuse me, the DMV, whatever the hell they call it. You know what I'm talking about, right? There were four cybersecurity jobs for every one resident. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. 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 That's insane. There's a growing demand for it, yeah. And that was a long time ago. Uh, Number two, the future of making money is going to be more technical. It saddens me when young people mostly say, hey, Marquette, I'm a copywriter. The fuck? 
fuck is that? <laughs> oh, am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. I yeah, 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 you yeah, but, yeah. If you don't curse, yeah. we actually lose viewers. So <laughs> yeah. Profanity, yeah. please. Certain things are, are just dumb. Hey, I'm a copywriter. Well, that's just dumb. You're not really gonna make money. Or they say, oh, I do marketing. Creating content's not marketing. Mm. Running Facebook ads on just a, a super surface level is not marketing. Understanding the data and being able to identify the right demographics and match things up is highly, it gets very technical. If you're not technical, you're not gonna make any money in the future. I don't care what business you're in. Okay. You'd be in the pipeline business, you gotta be technical. Uh, number three, you really need to look into businesses that are outpacing regulation, and the crypto guys know yep. about this kind of thing. When the business is outpacing regulation, that means that there's a, mm. a major opportunity to make mm. money before yeah. the government yep. sinks their teeth in and slows you down. Okay, mm. you can either good. You can Game either do in. that in a highly developed economy, which means you're gonna be on the bleeding edge of technology, which is improbable, mm. or you can do that in a developing economy. You could do that in South Africa. English speaking, mm. smart population. Government's just a little slow. Make tons of money, pay them two, three dollars an hour. It's insane, great opportunities. So businesses that outpace uh, government regulation, and what industries are those? FinTech, health tech, AI, oh, excuse me, one note on AI. Everyone's like, oh, AI is going to do this, it's going to do that. Uh, I, I think AI and self-driving cars, people don't really understand how it's going to impact markets. That's number one. What I want you guys to know with regards to AI and all these things that might be scary or fascinating to you, what this means for the future economy is that quality and creativity are at a premium because volume is going to come. Kids, I'm going to be a content uh, copywriter. What does that mean? Like you write words? Oh, yeah, AI can do that. Right. And you're not even that smart. You're making grammatical <laughs> errors. You're making grammatical errors. Like, Grammarly. where'd you go to? Com. Right? Grammarly. And that's why the AI is going to outperform you and it's going to do volume and we can pump out tons of content. Right. And now that's why cre actual creativity to a point of talent and high quality is going to be a premium in the future. Mm. So you actually have to really do something well. And you speak from expertise there because you sold AI software at a high level. Right. So, okay. right. And then, uh, and that goes into the point of there's no replacement for thinking. Like artificial intelligence was created by man, right. and all other things that are gonna make a ton of money are gonna be created by man. And I mean that in the sense of mankind, but man in particular, women are actually not the ones that are usually on the bleeding edge. Just side note. And so, man, I wanna encourage you guys to, I mean, to step up. They do I mean, bleed sometimes. They do bleed once a month. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, once a month. Fresh had the same thought I did. It yeah. is the bleeding edge. <laughs> some, some in, in terms of tech, what's really interesting to me, particularly with regards to AI, is trust. The trust economy is gonna be really important. Like, one thing Jeez. I know we have in common is it's extremely hard to hire people. And then you're talking, I could tell you have pride in your people who work for you. I can sense that you trust them, you have pride in them. Trust is going to be a scarcity in the future. Right. I won't be able to trust you to be on time. I won't be able to trust you to do good work. I won't be able to trust you to tell me your real name. I won't be able to trust you to do remote remote work and you say you're an American but you're really in Lagos uh, or you're in okay. you know Islamabad. Like trust is going to be so important in the future. And if you can create good technology around building trust, you're going to be very valuable. And if right. you can create verification, you know measures, you're going to be very valuable. Um, I think that's the whole world in a nutshell. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, that was good. Yeah. Very yeah, good yeah, point, yeah, brother. Yeah, hey, yeah, no, yeah. great. Spitting fire. Yeah, no, the man. Saint <laughs> and the sinner. Yeah, that, that's, that's why right. I love bringing people in from different disciplines that yeah. know things that I don't. Right. Time uh, to spill, it's time to spill some water on this. Miguel, fire. What, what do you? What do you, <laughs> what, what, what do you predict is going to happen uh, with the markets uh, financially? Financially, and or professionally. I mean, we, we've we've got some crazy stuff coming up. I mean, by 2025, 2026, we are going to start having the American rollout of the central bank digital currency of the United States. Okay. So we are going to have a digital dollar 
the dollar is yeah. already pretty much digital, yeah. but we are going to start getting a, actual, a blockchain dollar. The blockchain dollar, right? Yeah. So we are actually going to have a Fed dollar. The Federal Reserve, what they are doing right now is they're crushing small to medium-sized banks, community banks and stuff, and essentially concentrating power within the larger banks. And over time, they'll even rug the big banks as well. Um, what the central bank digital, what the central bank wants is for you to infer, for you to just use them as the bank. Like it's you are going to be having an app that'll directly just link up to the Federal Reserve. That is it. Now, if we, I always say that you know we're you know it's we're sort of in a cold war right now where there's China and America's China light. Yep. We always where we won't ever go to the crazy level that China will because we are trying to be competitive against them. So we will always be a slightly better, but we're heading towards what China's already doing as well, which is um, the next you know the next crisis that we end up having. There will be like twelve hundred dollar like stimulus checks, and you basically can do this. You have three weeks. You you want you want your you want your twelve hundred bucks. You have to wait three weeks. It'll come in the mail, or you sign up on the mobile app and you get it right away. Right away. Gotcha, and every bitch. and every dumb Maria in the world <laughs> Maria, will sign, Maria. Will sign up Telemundo, right? But uh, well, they'll sign up to get the. Well, they'll sign up right away to get that money. And at first, it's going to be yeah, you can do anything you want, buy anything you want. And then they'll start putting little regulations. Oh, you can't buy this, you can't buy that. It's only for this. Eventually, you can only it'll be they'll, they'll wick it to the point where like, you can only spend it on this much. Money. And what scares me the most about this is that they'll put a time limit. They've done this on China already during the uh, during the Winter Olympics. They gave people like something equivalent to like $400 and they had that weekend to spend it or it would disappear. Mm. Mm. So, wow. the, 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 so this is why we're trying so hard to onboard people into crypto because they can't rug that. They can't control that because we can send money anywhere we want. Now, it's up to you. Whatever you guys want to do with your money, that's, that's whatever. I don't care about that. But what I care about is you guys having the freedom of money, freedom of movement of your capital, of, of your savings because what I'm afraid of is that they're going to steal our ability to save and if we can't save money, that means we can't save our energy for something. Then we're slaves. Mm -hmm. it, it's I know I'm, I'm not, I know I'm being a little bit like kind of like you know I'm, I'm not trying to freak everyone out though. But it's just the thing is it also on the good on the good side like like you're talking about technology right. Mm -hmm. The people that are in the crypto space, you onboard a bunch of people into into using a, a central bank digital currency. Magically, they know how to use a crypto now, mm -hmm. and it onboards a ton of capital. So what's going to happen is we are going to have the tokenization of of everything. Tokenized equities, tokenized. I mean, I mean everything. We're gonna have fractionalized real estate in like many pieces. Like you, you have a hundred thousand, like um, oh, okay, a million dollar property, and it'll be split up into a thousand pieces, and it's a thousand dollars per share, and right. it pays you a small dividend in, in the USDC coin and All stuff. Right. So yeah, Charlie, I'll, I'll take a step further just oh, to your point. Ahead. So imagine, right? There's no more cash at all. And yes. they're giving you no. digital money, no. which means they have control over you. Let's say, for example, you get twelve hundred bucks, right? And you talk about geopolitics. And I'm the government. I don't like that. So you know what? No money in your account now. Criticizing Biden. Exactly. And his policy with Anything Ukraine. that's against their agenda or their belief, you know what? Get them out of here. Zero dollars. What do you do? You're fucked. Yep. Right. So that's control, man. Good point. Yeah, 110%. So I mean, just the last two guys here, everything you said was like massively important, right? And so what? Yeah, how not him. Right. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no here's, here's where I'm going with this. I love, I love it, fresh. But here's where I'm going with this, right? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the digital age, yeah. right? What these guys are talking about is the digital age. So you want to look to the future as much as you look to the past, right? Uh -huh. And when you're looking to the past, right, the one thing that is constant is humans, 
Mm. Humans have not changed in thousands of years, right? We all do the same shit, just different patterns, right? So if you understand those patterns when it comes to finance, mm. how that doesn't change over time, just the market changes over time, like you guys have been saying, you'll always ha have the ability to understand the market to some level, right? A and operate with that. So I would say the two, I, there's three books that I would recommend for everybody. Okay. Um, the first book is for people who are coming into money, doing some sales and want to basically build a nest egg, right? So that's The Millionaire Next Door. Mm -hmm. If you are fucking up with your money, that book will tell you if you're fucking up with your <laughs> or money. Or fucking up with your children's money. How to mm -hmm. not, not that leave too. your children a bunch. Yeah, that's a great book. It's one of the best it, books I've ever read. Yeah. It, exactly. And so that book right there, if you read it, that's a financial education right there. Okay. Then in terms of the future, right? You want to know what's coming around the corner with central bank digital currencies and everything? Go to read reminisce or uh, go to read uh, the Sovereign Individual. Right. It was written in 1997. It talks about Bitcoin um, in Chapter Seven, and everything about that is pretty much. Um, the book was written in 1997, and they talked about Bitcoin yeah. back then. Yeah, no, 12 years yep. basically before it ever existed. They described, wow. they des yeah. they described it basically. They described yeah. basically. They said okay, something similar to it. Currency right, right, right. will become digital, and it will have a public and private key which is the encrypted version of what mm. Bitcoin did. That's the core of what Bitcoin is. It's okay. the core of what the central bank digital currency is doing. So if you can understand that book, how it looks from going to the industrial age to the digital age, everything these two guys just said, that's where I was going with that, was essentially um, you can see the future somewhat, right? And you can start planning for the digital age because none of us have been taught how to operate in the digital age. We've all been taught how to operate in right industrial society yes. yes and then the last book that i'd recommend is uh reminiscences of stock operator that goes right. to the past basically reminiscences of a stock operator what that basically tells you is how humans act in a financial market mm -hmm. right the technology is the only thing that's changed over the last 100 years and that book was basically about 100 years ago so they're talking about ticker tape shit it's yeah, really it's fucking early boring. 1920s yeah it's yeah. really great yeah. they asked where are all the clients yachts yeah you remember right. yeah yeah it's really that. really boring right but it's like massively important because if you understand how humans operate with money and how that hasn't changed yeah. from the fucking romans to you know 100 years ago with what this book is talking about then you can understand how people will act in the future that it all happens in cycles mm. right and so cycles of political cycles mm. cycles of financial cycles cycles of like human like the universe has cycles right mm. everything is a cycle and then if you can really understand that going back to your god point right then you can understand where money fits in the universe mm. and if you can really understand that then you can make as much of it as you want because money is relatively infinite it's you know it's energy yeah powerful energy. especially in this Beautiful. administration Mike, what do you predict is going to happen oh. with the financial markets in the future you can involve yeah. whatever you want factors whether it's geopolitics or the economy whatever. dating even there we go uh yeah. i i was taught again by tom sosnoff the he's the guy's a billionaire he sold three uh, of his brokerages so far yeah. uh, to be a contrarian and one of the things mm -hmm. that happened was when biden got elected um and i'm not a supporter of biden but i, I just heard everyone say that there was going to be this massive fucking recession and yeah. the whole world was over and I just remember being like, there's too many people on YouTube saying there's going to be a recession. There's just too many. And too many of these people are just like have blue check marks and have no fucking, si you know what I'm saying? I love Alex Hormozzi. But when Alex Hormozzi is telling me that there's going to be a recession, I'm like, wait a second. I'm not really sure if he's the right person for me to listen to. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, and I, again, I have tons of respect for him. But uh, $100 million, one of the best books I've ever read. 
you said before, uh, labor participation would go down, but GDP will go down. I don't know about the second part. I agree with you on the first the, part. I'm sorry. The GDP growth rate will go growth down. Rate, okay, it yeah. will not contract. It will, uh, the rate of economic growth will continue right. to slow. Because what I think will happen is productivity will be narrowed <laughs> to a small group of people mm -hmm. that have technological advances that others don't. Yep. In a couple years, we're talking about AI. But in 50 years, we're talking about literally our, uh, our amygdala replaced by a microchip. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're getting, we get to that point where we actually bifurcate the species like what Ray Kurzweil talks about. Mm. I think that's that's where we're going to see in the future. I'm way more of an optimist than a lot of people. The most liquid capital markets on the planet are in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I think the GDP here is what twenty four trillion dollars, oh, and the man. and the and the entire planet is eighty trillion, something like that. Seventy, some uh, ninety depends on what what source. Yeah. But yeah, you like actually the have an economist here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the thing <laughs> is, like, we, well, we have actually, five percent of the planet's population and a quarter of the world's GDP, and Part of the reason why is not because of the way our people work, but it's because of the fact that liquid markets are here. Again, I, I grew up with some traders, so that's why yeah. I believe mm -hmm. this way. So I think I actually have a very positive outlook here, but not for everyone. I have a positive outlook for a certain group of people. If you go back 20 years and look at Cisco Systems and General Electric, these companies were the biggest companies in the country, and they got disrupted by companies like Meta and companies like Tesla and stuff like that. What I think is, is you're, you're going to have this group of extremely high producers, um, extremely productive people, but new disruptors are going to come into the space. And as negative as we may think about the way things are now, we still live in a country that is free enough to allow cryptocurrency to flourish and for us to talk about it. Yep. We still live in a country that is free enough right now for us to have artificial intelligence, or it, it, technically it's machine learning, yeah. uh, and then and for us to, to, to allow that to thrive. And so because of that, I, I truly think that if you choose to be part of what I consider the decision-making class, and the reason why I call them the decision-making class, we're the people who read books. The people right. who read yeah. are the ones who are the, are the decision-making class. Um, those of us who are do that, we will be the disruptors. We will be the ones who will lead us into a new era. But that new era might not be coal mining. That new era might not be digging ditches or, or laying railroad. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That new era might be something else. And so those of us who continue to stay educated on that, I think it's, it's kind of easier to get into that place now. And if you do, I think you can make a lot of money. I just think the economy will look different. I don't think it'll be necessarily worse. Morally, maybe. Morally, maybe. But I still think because the capital markets in, the, in this nation, whether it is commodities, whether it is fixed income, whether it is equities or whether it is crypto, is still the United States of America is still yeah. by far like and there's not even anybody even close. And the second thing I know I brought this up before and obviously I'm biased, but the U.S. military, we can take on every other country at the same time all at once and we can handle all of them. We are so far and away beyond every other country in the, on the planet that that is also a secure reason why even though we complain about the dollar going up and down or whatever, there is one thing that legitimately backs the dollar and that is a $1.2 billion B2 from Nam Nasser, Missouri that will nuke any other fucking country on the planet with, with stealth capability. So that, that is the thing that makes this, this whole situation a little different. So I'm not quite as negative as other people are. I think if you look for opportunity and you're willing to work and you're willing to find subject matter expertise, I think in this future economy, you can, you can make a lot of money. With your military background, do you think war with Russia is possible? I don't think so. I, I just, I, I, again, I, I've gotten a lot of trouble for this. I, being a former, and I, have to be, I have to be careful because I am a former, I used to work in Intel. I think Russia is even worse off than you think Russia is. And what I mean by that is they have the ability to pivot from being a petro state. Canada was a petro state and figured out other ways to make money. Russia did not. Russia made fucking MiGs, Kalashnikovs, caviar, vodka, and, and, and fucking got oil, and they didn't do anything else. And instead of like becoming, becoming this incredible place, I mean, they have a, a beautiful population and incredible mm -hmm. land, what happened instead is they became this very contracted uh, nation where, where there were, the power vacuums from communism were filled with corruption, 
uh, I don't, I've said this before, I don't think, I have a background in physics. I don't think they have the money to maintain ICBMs. I really legitimately, the amount of hydrogen that you have to keep below 270 degrees uh, uh, Celsius is so expensive and the fissile material you have to maintain, I legitimately think they don't have fucking anything going for them. And this is something like Andrew and I briefly discussed and we disagree on this. I think the fact, when you guys beat Alabama, right? That is, to me, Russia should be able to take Kiev and we took Baghdad in three weeks with almost no losses and Russia can't take Kiev. Bro, I think it's even worse than they're even pointing out. I think mm. Russia is, is extreme. Mm. I think Russia is so intimidated with their place in the world, they had to invade Ukraine. I think that's a part do of what happened. Do you think, happened. to play devil's advocate, do you think the fact that they didn't take Kiev so quickly is because they didn't just want to airstrike them like we did with Iraq and they wanted to take Kiev intact? Well, so we, when, we, when, we critic, when we bombed Iraq, mm-hmm. we left the infrastructure in place for the most part. Well, we took out every part of their military structure. The Baghdad was still a livable city. We bombed them for like a month. Yeah, but Baghdad was still a livable city afterwards. It wasn't like what, we, what happened in Beirut uh, or what happened in uh, Bosnia before that. We okay. had very, very well-guided bombs. The Russians, here's one of the things. Who owns the global positioning system? We do. Yeah. In order to, draw, to, to have these laser-guided bombs, you either need like an EA-6B prowler up there pointing a laser, or you need global positioning system to wit they have none. We jammed all the frequencies. We, we gave the fucking uh, Ukrainians massive amounts of drones. They had tons of intel. Like, There's so many things that were going on here where we didn't have to put any troops on the ground, but we gave them such a technological advantage. And, the, and like... If this is the case, if we're at a stalemate now at 13 months or 14 months, I think that we're at right now, the Russians should not have taken this on. And I really think it was a massive mistake on their part. Here's the worst part. I've talked to people in Germany and their gas prices are going back down because now they're buying oil from South America. Do you know how fucked Russia is if that actually starts happening? Mm-hmm. If they're actually able to do that? Like Russia invaded another country and Germany's going to find because we've been telling Germany for years. Even Donald Trump said this. You guys need to start buying petroleum from some other country besides Russia because Russia needs to play ball like everywhere else. Right. And so that's what happens. Like when you deal with Saudi Arabia or you deal with Venezuela or you deal with Russia and they, don't things you, they do things you don't like, you have to be able to economically punish them somehow. Yeah. Germany was buying over the 50% or 40% of their total petroleum yeah. and all of Totally the, reliant. Oh, totally reliant on what was going on with Russia. Now, to Russia's... Um, credit? Excuse, credit or yeah. whatever you want to say, because their pipeline was going through Ukraine and Ukraine was charging them like two, three billion dollars in order to transport petroleum through there. And then Ukraine figures out that in Crimea, they have, I believe, the 20th largest oil reserve on the planet. Once they realized, hey, Shell, hey, uh, uh, Texaco, you know, c- c- come on in here and get yeah. the shale oil from us. Now, not only would Ukraine be like charging tariffs for the Russians to ship their oil into Germany, they'd also be selling their own oil. And so this, this became a situation where if I'm a petro state, I have no choice. I have to invade Ukraine at this point. And that's essentially what happened. And then lastly, if Ukraine ends up putting like, you know, UN F-35s and air bases there, the Russians don't have stealth aircraft and all of a sudden the EU does. It just beca- it creates this incredibly um, asymmetrical imbalance in this place. So I understand why Russia did what they did, but they had the opportunity over the last 20 years to not be a petro state to put themselves in this position. Yeah, so as far as that, I don't think the United States would ever. China, yes, possibly, because China ha- actually finally has a blue water navy. China does not have stealth cap- capability. The Indian Air Force was able to spot Chinese stealth, stealth aircraft at 500 miles. They're so far behind us when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't think um, I don't think China and Russia, but what's, <gasps> it's going to be some sort of asymmetrical type of warfare, like okay. like essentially Reddit posts and fucking Facebook groups telling us that birds aren't real and the Earth is flat. Like <laughs> I honestly think that is the warfare that we're dealing with right now. People 
people promoting astrology and, and shit like that. Like, yeah. dude, the war, against the, the war against the United States is the five love languages. It's, <laughs> the war against the United States is the secret and fucking trauma release programs. That's yeah. the United yeah. States. Yeah. TikTok, TikTok as well. Yeah. TikTok as yeah. well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. TikTok, TikTok is better than a B1. That, that you're absolutely right. Because you, you know it's funny? You're killing them not with uh, weapons, but you're killing them from the inside mentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you do that, demoralization. The problem is when you guys ask on the questions, oh, yeah, yeah. when you guys ask on the questions about can you name three countries, that's a set, that's, it's indicative of women not knowing three countries, but it's indicative of a lot more. Mm -hmm. 50, in the 1950s, I guarantee you women knew three countries. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because back then, when Sputnik goes over the United States in 1957, at that point, the whole country is tilted towards one thing. Having a strong military, by the way, that's why we have freeways, the Eisenhower administration yeah. put those freeways out there yeah. so that we can move nukes around the country. Right. And we had, we had a space program so that we could get to the moon before the Russians did. And so we don't have that thing burning our ass anymore. We don't have that motivation anymore. And we've got fat, dumb, and lazy. And now the people we look yep. up to are not mathematicians anymore. We don't look up to physicists anymore. Can you imagine someone as famous as Albert Einstein and the, uh, when he died in the 1950s? We have no physicist that famous now today. Neil deGrasse Tyson is not a researcher. He is a fucking entertainer. And, uh, it's just one of these things where we have we've completely changed. Uh, the We're way being we outperformed by the Chinese in education course, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right and, that, and again, I, I would read uh, the, uh, the One World Schoolhouse by Sal Khan, where he talks about that. It's like, we need, because of teachers' unions, we cannot bust up this Prussian model of education. You talk about the Prussian model of education. I, uh, I talk a lot about teachers and uh, yeah. how much I hate we, them. We, we, <laughs> cannot, we, cannot, we cannot bust apart this Prussian model of education so that if my son is smart enough to be in trigonometry when he's 12, but he's failing at English, we hold him in the fifth grade, we don't let him out. And we should be able if he want, if he becomes an excellent person and learns you know business calculus when the guy is you know when he's ten years old let yeah. him do that he shouldn't be held back by fresh at all that's, I understand <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly right hey that's exactly right. I, yeah I, these I, other I, countries are running us running circles around us as far as education I want to say this real quick what would you say to the people that say well Russia got what they wanted they control yeah. Eastern Ukraine that's what they wanted in the first place they wanted mm -hmm. to make sure that the Donbass was uh, handled and Crimea yeah what would you say to that well I mean that 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 that's a possible thing that they did I mean do you guys know how the Donbass ended up there in the first place no because stalin starved out a bunch of uh native ukrainians and then it replaced them with with uh russians, with, with russians, russians. Yeah. Uh, like, again the whole that whole part of it we we can't understand guys we're from the united states it's louisiana and texas we don't understand we have the sec yeah. and play football with each other we don't they have a very intimate relationship we, yeah, okay. that we can only Ru fathom. guys like, russia ukraine has been part of russia on and off since the ninth century it is yeah. really really dirty it's nasty mm. yes very toxic relationship um the thing is uh, for me, I just feel like, to me, it shouldn't have taken a year. If this, if, if they were the military that they purported to be, which is which, which is either second or third next to China and the United States, they should have been able to take Ukraine because I guarantee you, the United States would have taken Ukraine in ten days, and we wouldn't have bombed. Hardly, we wouldn't have hardly killed. We would have killed some civilians. I'm not so you're saying to, it was a material, it was a materials issue, not a strategy issue. I, I think it was both. It was a, a strategy issue in that he. What happened was when when the when Russia invaded Crimea, he had a 74 percent approval rating. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, because what, the way it feels like it's like, do you if, if Louisiana wanted to secede from the United States, mm -hmm. there's something very American about Louisiana that wouldn't feel right. Mm -hmm. But if, if all of a sudden somebody said uh, the the American Virgin Islands all of a sudden wanted to secede, yeah. we'd be like, wait, did, that's, is that ours? <laughs> is Gu Guam all of a sudden wants to become an independent right. nation? Wait, Guam belongs to us? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's one of these things where Crimea really did feel like it was part of Russia. Russians yeah, wanted sure. Crimea back. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But what happened was Ukraine, when he goes and invades there, he's like a 15% approval rate. Yeah. Because you have to understand with, with, with um, 
with, with Putin. Putin is an old school, like Tom Clancy era KGB yeah. guy. Yeah. But was it is, the strategy? Was it uh, material? Like put it this way, if he had superior strategy and approach, could he have gotten the job done more effectively? I, I think I think he would have used diplomacy instead mm -hmm. and given them a reason, given them some other reason. You think diplomacy could have worked because, in that situation? Here's the reason why: because it worked for the last fifty years. Because because they had figured out a way to main to, to control their government, like exactly what they're doing in Belarus mm -hmm. right now. And they're not going to war with Belarus. Mm -hmm. Belarus is a puppet. They do exactly what the Russians right. want. Mm -hmm. So the the thing is with Ukraine, what happened was they got a, they got pretty free and they mm -hmm. were incentivized. And, and Germany's like, hey, come over here and date us. And Russia's like, fuck no, right. if you're not going to date me, you're not going to date anybody. Right. And right. So that's essentially what happened. Um, materialistically, I just don't think people understand the drop-off between American hardware and Russian hardware. They think... No, they because, do not understand. Because in the 1980s, dude, those MiGs could do incredible things. They could fly mm -hmm. two times the speed of sound. But when we got to stealth technology and when we started taking over as far as drone manufacturing, as far as global positioning system... They can't keep. They can't keep up with us. Mm -hmm. You understand? If we just have, they're, they're called M1s. These M1 Eagles. The Army has them. They just throw them up in the air. Sure. They fly around and they can just get the entire battle space. Mm -hmm. And the United States has got probably. I don't know this to be a fact. <laughs> EA, EA, I almost guarantee you, though, there's EA-6B Prowlers and RC-130s that are flying over yeah. to Ukraine right now, and, and the, Ru the Russians can't see them, and all of a sudden their radios don't work anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden they don't know shit. All of a sudden none of their communication are, are, are secure. The United States is not going to help the Ukrainians specifically, but they're going to give them a lot of aid, and so sure. is the European <laughs> Union. And I'm telling amount, you right yeah. now, as soon as they're F the, the Putin's biggest fear is if they put F-35s in Germany. Because if they do that, man, it is a problem. When you have stealth aircraft, I don't think you understand the asymmetry here. You have no chance against them. When they, whenever we do um, a red flag here, once the last day of red flag, they bring out the F-22s, and you are fucked. Everyone is fucked. You are dead, and nobody even sees who shot you. Right. That's mm -hmm. a, It's beyond wow. line of sight. And that's what happens because F-22s have no rate. Well, they have a they have radar signature of like I feel a fucking so American right now. Something, yeah. Huh? It's something, yeah, small. It's something crazy, like the size yeah. of a bumblebee. Mm. You know what I think the actual real war is that we're even scared to talk about? It's how you have the Chinese presence in Congo and various places yeah, that we don't have. Yeah, it's so crazy that we don't even ever talk about it. And it yeah. goes back to what mm. the United yeah, States. It's like a BRICS thing. The, the, yeah. string, the string of pearls, right? Here in the United States, so a Chinese presence in the Congo, and just so the audience can hear it. Well, yeah, in the Congo, and getting critical natural resources that are necessary for technology, major components, batteries, and and fissile material. Yeah, they've been building roads in Africa forever. Yeah, Africa has some of the best natural resources in the world. Yeah, and it's always been the case, and there have been many scrambles for Africa. But the concerning thing is, in addition to that, you also have the Chinese doing predatory lending, and then they take the port of the country, or they take the rail system, which is critical. But what we really have to understand is that like different than say European colonialism, the Chinese with their huge population, they're actually executing on German Lebensraum and they're sending their people there, yeah. which yep. is when you're in South Africa, when you're in Zambia, you see things written in Mandarin and they're doing all the construction <laughs> in Ethiopia and they're becoming police officers yeah. in those nations. Really? Like it, it's yeah. outrageous. Importing Chinese is it not culture. true that they're trying to pay them in yen and they don't yes. want it? Yes, they're, yeah. Forcing, yeah. they're forcing them to use the yen. So that much currency. So, so right? what's you know, happening, like what you said, is because in the United States, we don't care about Central Africa. We don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like these girls who don't know, uh, they don't know, they don't know anything with the, where Congo is. They don't right. know where Kenya is. Yeah. They don't know where yeah, Eritrea. We, or, we, huh? we noticed. Yeah, we noticed. Yeah, we saw that. I want to know something else, They're all over the Caribbean. Chinese. Mm. Yeah. Yo, they're they're in Barbados, bro. Yeah. They're in Jamaica. Bro, yeah. when I was Th there's a bunch of them in the Bahamas. Dude, yeah. when I was a kid, I used to be like, 
who is that? He looks Asian. I'm like, why are you here? But this family's this business is being and they're grown. They're fluent in whatever yeah. whatever the language is. They're fluent in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they but, got an embassy there too. Yeah. And we should have been concerned about the Chinese for a long time for a couple <laughs> reasons. Uh, number one, at the end of World War II, the Chinese could hold hands and wrap around the planet Earth two and a half times. Mm. So from a population perspective, they're a threat only because we have laws and war, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, for long, not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They skipped a generation. Yeah. And they're going to be down way down, like 600,000 down. Yeah, like they're going to be like, yeah. I think they're a billion and they're pretty so, much. So what you talk about is we, one child yeah. policy. There's right. no ch- there's no women there anymore. Yeah. 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 But I mean, by 2050, the same, they should be at 400 million. Yeah, but all the same, they, they have to, more to, honor students than we have students. For sure. Yeah. So, so there's, there's so, more people who speak English in China than there is in the United States. I've heard that. B- I've heard what that, the? but I've been in China a ton, been through a ton of cities, and no one speaks English. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for, the okay. for the record, I've been there a ton of time. Yeah. No one speaks. I feel like English. they cap on their numbers. Oh my, yeah. bruh, yeah. they are lying. Yeah, they be capping. Um, even so, in Japan. So let that be known, saying, number yeah, one. Yeah. But but the thing is, with all of our um, conventions and how you can wage modern warfare, actually having people to go and die. In the war is a critical aspect, and that's one of the things that Ukraine's hurting for. Yeah, that's, why they that's what Russia's the, doing right now, battle of attrition at this point. Both of them, right? Yeah. And they're sending in mercenaries. Well, China's not going to need any mercenaries. You know, they're not going to need China's any mercenaries. People. I just want to thank people. you guys for elevating the IQ of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to talk with you guys versus bimbos. Ah, oh, man. All right, sorry, continue on. And, and even the Russians, this who, is awesome who I me. agree are back. I mean, Putin's a, a smart fellow, but I, I think as a statesman, he's— not as scary as American propaganda has portrayed him to be, well, and he's well, not effe- as well, effective. Think where he came from. He was from old KGB, before, yeah. old KGB, bro. Yeah. He has been in rooms with guys tied up by fucking uh, wire and, right. and having being their nipples electrocuted. He's been in those rooms, dude. Right. He's knocked people's teeth out. He is mm. old school KGB, bro. Mm. He was, I believe he's old enough. He was part of, uh, uh, I don't know if he was old enough for this, but the, the war with Afghanistan in 83. Mm. I don't know if he was, he's, I think he was like a lieutenant back then. I could be wrong on the timeline. That's but why like, we know he's not going to quit. But that, the thing is, growing up that way, and like, again, you get used to that mm. type of ideal where this is how we win. We win mm. by taking land from Mother Russia. Right. And one of the things is, he didn't, he doesn't understand because in his country, they don't have freedom of press like we mm. do. So the rest of the world looks at him like, dude, why are you fucking, why are you? I don't know I mean, if I'd say we have freedom of press. Right, right, but but would... what I'm saying is we have stories on both sides. We have more data. Yeah. We have a faster bandwidth than they do. As far as as far as uh, if you want to speak think... out against Putin, there you end up falling out of a fucking hotel room. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't right, exactly happen right, here. Right, that's correct. I, I think that the Americans have always been. So, for example, the Germans <sighs> had the best in propaganda. The Russian yeah. propaganda was always a bit crude, and I think that was the Americans. World War II. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think mm-hmm. that the Americans have kind of taken after that model, and that our our ability to make you think a certain way without you feeling threatened Mm. is extraordinary. And in fact, the American left and right is actually much closer than we realize. I totally agree with that. I've been saying that forever. Yes, Especially with regards to warfare. Like they they always seem to be on the same page with war until the aftermath. But like even the Russians were smart enough. I think they're in Central African Republic, which is actually a real name of a country, which is strange. But the Americans, what what really pisses me off is that, yeah, we might have 200 plus military installations around the world, but we've not sent any engineers anywhere. We've not sent population. We're not properly strategically using AmeriCorps or Peace Corps. We only use it to send out intelligence uh, officers. Like we're not having the effect where the world actually respects us as the world's police and moral authority. And we're a declining power. And it's because of the culture you, you spoke of earlier. And I think there's a number of reasons that American culture has been subverted. And I think it's been a a mix of all those ugly elements that existed. 
from that Cold War, war era that came from the Russians and the Chinese. Yeah, right? yeah, we're still we're still fighting that war when when there are other ways. And all of a sudden, there's a 20 year old kid who's like confusing our children, and we that we're still trying to build bigger bombs. And to to your point, Africom is in Germany. The African command for the United for the U.S. military is in Germany. It's not even Africa. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. CENTCOM is actually in Florida too. Yeah. And when I'm traveling sub-Saharan Africa, um, there's mostly no Americans. There's Europeans, which I mean, at some level, makes sense. I mean, they're the ones who colonized them. But we're just completely absent. Even the American upper class that can afford to do this stuff, they're absent. They don't even have a real concept of what an American. Most is Americans don't even have passports beyond yeah. Kim yeah. Kardashian. That's that's how they know us. They understand us through Kim Kardashian and, and these kinds of personalities. She's to your point, but but to our put to your point that was our warfare on them they started watching red dawn they started watching predator they started watching commando mm. the rest of the world started watching you know back to the future the rest of the world started watching our yeah. media and right. like now they're just doing it to us yep. you understand with tiktok they're doing the same thing to us that was actually deep uh, that <laughs> damn <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we we for the longest time media Got was him. American media. <laughs> Magazines wow. were Amer Playboy was American Playboy, and that's people wanted our celebrity. Our celebrities were this were celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the the look how many celebrities that we have that are from Canada or Australia, but they're famous because they live in Los Angeles. And so that's that's Period. essentially right. And I think what's happening is yeah, they're doing it back to us now. Yeah. TikTok yeah. is just so pervasive. It is fucking unbelievable. Dude, how, how people shout out to the Nyquil yeah. challenge. You guys heard yeah. of what the, what the CEO said? He says my kids can't watch TikTok until they get a bit older. Yeah. Yeah. And in, did, go ahead. Did, have you guys ever looked at the TikTok uh, user agreement? No. They, they literally, uh, Joe Rogan talked about this and it was fucking shocking. Basically, like any device that you log in from, they can collect information from that device. Yes. yes. Any device that you log in from to, into your account. So they basically get free reign to collect information from all of your devices to sell you advertising, to go ahead and collect all the info. And it's just like ridiculous, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, and that's, yeah. and, and it's all in small writing, but it's amazing the amount of, uh, invasion that TikTok has. That's why I mean, that's I why we don't use it. any crypto at all. Yeah, we we I I make sure that every student of ours does not download TikTok at mm -hmm. all on any mobile device, computer, or anything, just because it's that it's that dangerous. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, regardless of that, we were still getting spied on by American right. companies. Let's be for real. Yeah, let's yeah. be but, for real. But I mean, like, <laughs> shit, for real. Yeah, guys, I, I, I wave the American flag over. Spe here. Speaking <laughs> speaking as a former counterintelligence officer, maybe uh, <laughs> I will tell you that you are giving this information away for free, and we're mm -hmm. not having to really spy on you. You just fucking give it up all the time right. when you agree to the, the fucking cookies and you them. download this app and yep. you all, all the information. Social and, media, they're all yeah. You, you basically give it away. When but you're for I used media. to give briefings, and uh, it was guys on their Facebook page we're like going to deploy for six months i'm like your wife's gonna cheat on you and you're getting your house is getting robbed bro wow. stop writing this shit on your facebook wow. and they were like literally mm, in wow. overseas over iraq showing tail flashes of aircraft that was on the runway mm -hmm. i was like dude you're telling them not only how many aircraft we have there you're giving them the fucking tail flash like i even know what unit you're from i was like <laughs> i was having briefings with like guys you cannot post this on facebook how do you not know this but yeah it was like this i, I got news for you guys it's not as hard as you think we don't need spies right. anymore you Reach. guys are you guys are snitching on yourselves constantly Sheesh. already on platforms that you don't own your own data and people are taking shit from you and it isn't even illegal what they're doing at this point it's mm -hmm. completely legal you can find out so much stuff about people so you don't realize how much the term is called in the military it's called signature management you have no idea how big your signature is already mm. uh so justin i know that's a lot to follow up on man i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh 
what's, what's your prediction no. on the future of the financial yeah, markets? So, it could be geopolitical, uh, etc. Because ge- geopolitics do affect money significantly. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's start off with, with what Michael was saying. I completely agree with that. Like, we had look, World War II ended. We went and did Bretton Woods Agreement, right? Mm-hmm. Nixon was like, "Fuck y'all. We have the biggest dick. We still have the biggest dick." Mm-hmm. So, America's a goat, whether we're bullies or not. I guess could be talked about. I do think America's a bully, but I also think in a lot of ways, America's bullying Americans and they're bullying everybody mm. else. And I don't see anybody stopping that. So I think the only thing to talk about outside is whether we deglobalize or not. Mm. Have you read the book, uh, the end of the world is just the beginning. I think mm. it's Peter, Peter Zion. Zion. Peter yeah. Zion. Yeah. Bro, like, so I think it was after the cold war, maybe. Right. What's the name of that yeah. book? P- the end, end of the world. End of the world. Just, just beginning. Peter Zion. He has like yeah. a whole bunch of books and on he's like, talking about. Yeah. yeah. Deglobalization. And fortunately for America, I feel like uh, for, from a geo, like geographical position and farmland and our ability yeah. for oil and the military and how hard it would be to attack America. America's in a really, really, really good position. Right. A bunch of people got pissed at me the other day because I said America's the goat on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> and wow. whether you like America or not, fuck you. They're still the goat. Mm-hmm. We are still the goat. We have the biggest stick. We really run the world in, in every way. Yeah. And we have the best geological advantage. And I'll tell you who doesn't, China. And I'll yeah. tell you who's in trouble, China. They're inflate they got empty buildings everywhere. Yeah. And we would fuck them and Russia up at the same time with our hands tied behind our back. So right. for for me, unless it's like bricks, which you know, they're trash anyway. Still, they're still, they're trash. still trash they're still because trash. we still have the whole EU. <laughs> Can you they tell the Australia. audience what BRICS is? Because they might not know. Yeah. What, what, what Brazil, 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 India, India, Russia, it's India, the currency China. that yeah. they're trying yeah. to create. South, South Africa, Africa yeah, which is trash. Yeah, they're yeah. The fake ass NWO. They'll get their ass <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, it's like, uh, like a petroleum cartel based for, for, for yeah. Yeah. Okay, and Mexico's it. joining it yeah. too as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's an attempt at another at another reserve currency to try to take the U.S. dollar based off petroleum because all those are those are yeah they're they're all they, I mean they're basically yeah, it's mostly petroleum but it is um uh, they're, they're they're trading commodities and stuff back and forth got and stuff it. like yeah they were, they were trying to get the Australians to join but they they couldn't I got a question off. for the panel after this please I just want to go back to to what, what he's what you said yep. which was you think that long term and short term debt cycles are going to continue happening I absolutely agree with that I think the only question is is it going to be in fiat or, or you know or ex- or is it going to be some kind of crypto? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's the only thing that's yes. really going to change. Yo, let, let's, um, talk, let's talk about the real the real I, elephant in the room here is like the birth rate around the world and stuff. Like not enough people are like all are, all the all America's enemies aren't really having kids anymore. Okay. So now yep. here's the yep. thing. Uh, Indonesia and Mexico don't have a problem. Yeah. With no, the no, birth they don't rate. have. Well, for, for, for the next 50 years. Or, right. Yeah. Or yeah. So. so so as far as the birth rate, like if the birth if the if the consideration is for the species of homo sapiens we're good there's yeah, 8 billion good. of us right. and there's 400,000 fucking elephants that's a pro- that, that we want right? right 90% of the large and land animals on this planet are domesticated pigs horses and chickens right. and, and and cows um so so when you when you consider that now from an individual standpoint what the problem is is Professor Clary has to say here is that smart people don't fuck enough and they don't have enough children. That is the best way to put it. Idiocracy. Correct. And people who don't have the means with which to have children are having lots of fucking children. All the single mothers. All the single mothers. Granted, granted, not even that. Indonesia. Just the whole country of Indonesia. They're good at one thing. Fucking and having children. And and stealing your shit and offering you (laughs) fake blue check marks on Instagram. (laughs) And making fucking fake Instagram accounts. Those are the only things they're good at. Sorry, my friends are in Indonesia. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the, the issues yeah. that's going on. Um, but but wait, wait, to your point, real quick, 
the United States is the longest standing government in history, right? Well, mm-hmm. since, since 1776, every other government, including the Brits, including the mm-hmm. Chinese, mm-hmm. every other government has fallen and been mm-hmm. replaced. Ours is the only one that is still there. But we still fucked up. We, spilled, we fucked up in Tuskegee. Okay, we mm, fucked up with sure. MK Ultra. Yeah. We fucked up in several different instances. We had Westmoreland lying about body counts in Vietnam. We did a lot of really bad shit. We had an Iran Contra affair. Right. We have fucking. We have fucking. Uh, we use. We still use property taxes. And you need play two for- more days to finish this list. Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> that was my. That was my whole bully point. We, yeah, 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 we, we still yeah. use, my bully point. But does the bully pro- take the lunch money? Yeah. That's what it does. Like yeah. that's what mm, the Trump in me is like. The bully got to take the lunch money. It's and like we're bullying, but we're not getting the lunch money. Do you? Do you understand? But, but okay. the reason, but the reason why is because I like once, that analogy. Because once Sputnik goes after, do you should if you ever talk to your parents or grandparents about the day Sputnik went over when they started the first mm-hmm. satellite over that was was a Russian satellite, wasn't the United States. Once that first satellite went over and they could hear that beeping noise, everybody's booty holes got tight, and they we all of a sudden became very close to the survival scenario again, mm-hmm. right? And gender roles were not confused at that. Point. I'm really glad you said that because yeah. one thing I left out is. That cycles are going to keep doing what they're doing. Right. But then one thing that I think is different mm-hmm. is I think that rich people are going to have farms. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Oh. They're yeah. going to have land and farms. Because okay. when, when they start telling Gates, you how much Bill fucking Gates. steak yep. you can eat, yeah. uh, rich people are like, fuck you. Yep. Yeah. Land and farms. Let okay. me get out of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let me get away from these fucking retards. Yep. Not living in Chicago. Not living in Miami yep. anymore. Yep. I, can, I can't send my kids to school. Yep. Right. Yep. So they're either going to do shit like move to Dubai. Yep. Are they going to buy a farmland in the middle of Kentucky or right. South America or somewhere? Mm. Uh, most do, fertile land in the, in the world uh, yeah. is, is in the yes, United States. Yeah, That's because yeah. right yes. next to the most powerful river in the world, by right. the way, yep. the Mississippi River. Yeah, yeah. like it, there's not a more powerful river in the world. Yep. I want to say this. Thank you guys because my hair is growing back. Uh, <laughs> I want to say that thank you genuinely. My hair is growing back. I want to ask this question because this is kind of in the news right now. Trump might get indicted. There's been a lot of right. talk about this that, yeah. you know, for paying off that porn star Stormy Daniels is for that, some potential That's illegal affair. to pay off hoes? I, I, I think illegal? That, I know, it's ridiculous. The issue arises. Yeah, so, well, oh, no, no, no. It's not a federal okay. case. So I'll, I'll give you guys a quick little background on it, then I'll turn it to you. I'll see what you guys think. Basically, the New York DA's office is probably going to indict him for some type of fraud because he used campaign funds to pay his lawyer paid the woman off, and then he used campaign funds to pay his lawyer mm-hmm. uh, off and reimburse him for paying that chick off. It was somewhere around 150 k or something like that, 150 to 300000 so that she wouldn't go public while he was campaigning back in 2016. Yes. It's going to be a state case. It's not. This is completely separate from the federal case, which was for the classified documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. Mm. So, um, you know, there's a good chance that he might be indicted by the state of New York. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think, obviously, that's going to affect things significantly? Well, maybe. I don't believe in the Constitution that says that a convicted Please. felon cannot run for president because he sure as fucking run for Senate and he sure as fucking run for the House of Representatives. Yeah. Right. So I don't believe, Aaron, do you know anything about it? I don't think. I know but here's the thing. Nothing. He's just going to be indicted. And it's and it, honestly, for, I looked at it. It's a bullshit felony charge. It could sure. even be a misdemeanor, but yes. it's Donald Trump. They probably want to make an example. Isn't there protections when you're running for president? So that may, they may actually like. He may win the presidency. If, no, if, if you're yeah. under indictment, you can't run. Oh, shit. Oh, I think this is that's actually technicality. If you're under indictment by a grand jury in the United States, you cannot run. Just I On know, purpose. Uh, we're yes. going to go way back to me and uh, Aaron Clary's time. 
Aaron Burr, when he shot Alexander yeah, Hamilton, Alexander, yeah. had a federal arrest warrant for the murder of Alexander Hamilton while he was the sitting vice president of the United yeah, States heard. and literally sat in the Gee. Senate and, and broke ties literally while there was a federal murder warrant for him. So, so the thing, <laughs> the, the point we're trying to make here is that just because people have committed crimes doesn't mean they can't run for public office. But Beautiful. right, the indictment thing is not something I'd ever heard before. Yeah, and at least that's that's what I've been told that when you're under indictment by a grand jury, you cannot run for public. For How long is that process? Yeah, I, it's I, a state case. So the thing is with the state. Which state is it? It's New York. It's government. And they're slow, it's man. It's government. The, the feds, at least, you can request like a speedy trial. I mean, right. you can request a speedy trial in general, but the feds tend to move a lot faster and a lot smoother. With the state, man, their docket is so backlogged. In New York, but, of all places. But, yeah. But the timing is so perfect. Yeah. This is not yeah. an accident. No. Go ahead. Well, this is signaling the death of our democracy or our, of our republic. Yeah. When you're actually taking it to the length of saying, you know what? I'm not even going to let you compete. Mm. And all of the the voters don't get to support the person they wanted to support. So this is definitely signaling the death of our democracy. You That's just said one. something really powerful. Yeah. You said, or our republic. And, and that's what it really is, but for the people it, who know the word democracy, yeah. 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 But just for like a young guy yeah. watching, could you speak to that for a second? Mm. A republic, in short, to keep it simple, is the idea that you have others representing you, and they're really the ones that are exercising democracy. Like we don't have a plebiscite like you would in ancient Greece. So mm. you, you essentially have other agents who represent you. Yeah. Anything? No, okay. nothing. I just think it's a, an important distinction. It's yes. Really, I'm yeah. really glad Yeah, because some it. of the audience might not understand yeah. the difference. Yeah. And so, one, our democracy is, our republic is dying. And it's really sad to, to see this. And also, from a position of, from a power play position, and from a like, damn, you ain't learned nothing from Henry Kissinger position, <laughs> Trump, when he got into office and people were yelling, lock that B up. Oh, yeah. Lock her up! He's and, talking about Hillary. <laughs> and he had the opportunity to take moves against his enemies, and he didn't. That was a, a bad move. Mm. In my book, The Black Box, I write, don't you ever know that someone is an enemy and expect them not to act as enemies do? Mm. You know their position towards you. So basically you have the chance to cut their throat. No, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Then they cut your throat before you can get to it. You think Hillary is the, the, the person he should have went, went after when he got in? I think that if he would have went after more of those persons, his opposition would have been less when he was going up for re-election. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Yeah. He would have been able to consolidate power and weaken his enemies. Right. Fair enough. I think he made a lot of missteps. I also think he was one of the few uh, American politicians. Like, we haven't had a good, like, real powerful politician that people are like, not only will I vote for you, not only will I talk about you to my friends, but I'll ride and die for you. Yeah. Since we had, like, a Huey P. Long in Louisiana. You're from Louisiana? No, he's from Maybe Louisiana. You're from Louisiana. Maybe, Maybe, Maybe Eisenhower. Aware of Mr. Long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy some bitch, very, very articulate, yeah. gives a great speech, did some amazing things, but the people who hated him, hated him, but the people who rocked with him were very serious about it. It, it was revolutionary. Yeah. Donald Trump failed to take that power that he had with, with basically white folks who, who have a certain position in the society today that's peculiar. Okay. <laughs> he, he, no, and, and I can get into like that, that. that. No, yeah. no it, it's important to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... He failed to properly organize them. Like, this guy is a party unto himself. Yeah. Mm. He's like Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill went between parties because he had that much fucking juice. Mm. To where it's like, well, if, if I'm a Democrat, now you're a Democrat. The party, right? If yeah. I'm a this, yeah. now you're that because you mess with me. Yeah. Mm. It was like fanatical yeah. people following. He doesn't need the party's backing. He didn't. Yeah. And he failed to organize those people effectively. 
and really take good leadership. Do you think that came from maybe hubris of him thinking he was going to get reelected and he was so confident he would beat Sleepy Joe? You know what I think it really was? It was from him growing up in, in the bourgeoisie and being like, you know, we're all rich friends and like we get along like like we're all friends, but we're also all competitors yeah. in this room. Mm. We're all in the same industry. We're friends and we're competitors. Mm. But I would not assume you're going to go on my channel or go on your channel and talk like, oh, don't don't subscribe to the Saint in the Center on YouTube. Like, okay. I wouldn't think you would do that. Yeah. Something ruthless like that. Never. Right. But politics is a bit more dirty than what we're into. You're right. And so what happened was him, him and Clinton, uh, Hillary, they were all friends before. That. He's like, yeah, I donate to their stuff. And he didn't think that they were going to be so ruthless as to she try signed to put the him tax bills that she criticized them on precisely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he basically said, "You know what? We're the we're the patricians. You know, we might dis, like disparage each other publicly to get the vote of the plebeian. But we're going to send our kids to the same schools precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're friends at we'll the end of the day. I'll see you on the yeah. island. And all I, that shit. I, right. See you yeah, on that I'll part. See you on the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where are the little kids? Yeah. He said, "I'll see you on the island." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so he didn't kill when he had. He didn't kill, kill himself, shot. man. Right. We so, know that. So, so just I'm going to play devil's advocate because I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. my whole my concern was that if he does that, he is severely alienating the middle. Once he goes off and he takes a, like a 60 year old woman and throws her in prison, that's the only especially because she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. But, but the other issue is like what uh, like, I think from his standpoint, he won the election. What 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 threat is she anymore? Right. That's she's what he so, was thinking. Yeah, so massively unpopular, yeah. and she had so many holes in her game. Like she's literally voting for the war that she criticized that Barack mm-hmm. Obama was talking about. Like right. she literally voted for the war that later on she criticized. So yeah, I I, I can I see I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that that was the end of, of our Republican. I'll tell you why. Because John Wilkes Booth tried to end our Republic. And You're talking about them lo- uh, trying to lock up Trump? Yeah, tr- trying to lock up Trump because mm-hmm. while every generation we think it's the worst ever. Mm-hmm. I Man, I read sure. about what happened during Vietnam, bro. That was way more violent than mm-hmm. what's going on now. Even yeah. with the January 7th stuff, way mm-hmm. more violent. Um, you know, I feel Sirhan Sirhan tried to end our republic. Fucking uh, Lee Harvey Oswald tried to end our republic. There have been people, extreme people that are, mm-hmm. have tried to do that. I think the reason the republic works is because it's slow and it's bogged down and there's three there's three branches Branch, of government yeah. and they're supposed to check each other and things are supposed to not work. I think the, our founding fathers realized mm-hmm. we need to put as many monkey wrenches in this as possible so that change doesn't happen super fast. And so what happens is even if we get a complete maniac as president, there's only so much he can do. Because he's got the he's got the the, uh, the Supreme Court and he's got the the, legis- the legislation to go through. I think that's part of why this whole thing kind of works, or 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 does it work sometimes to our to our, our favor? I think the machinery of government works. Yeah, that's correct. I think the machinery of the American government works, um, and and I think you're a patriot. And I'm a patriot too. Yeah. I, I think the sad thing is that the culture is the problem. So the machinery can yeah, work. No, no, just correct. Fine. Yeah, this but, is what I was talking about yesterday. It's yeah. it, and it's not even the morals; it's the consequences. There, to wit, there are no consequences. I mean, that, and I mentioned uh, white folks earlier, which is a really important thing because every nation state basically, at, at some point, it, it was probably homogenous, mm. and there was a, a prevalent culture or a mainstream culture. Yeah. At the point which you start to demonize uh, mainstream white American culture, you forget that. Uh, Mount Rushmore is not all white guys on accident. Like they didn't pick these guys at random. Like you know, like you know, they didn't do the the things that they accomplished on accident. So basically, we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. The white males become so emasculated. Uh, the white female somehow manages to uh, outpace him educationally, and uh, soon financially, and then all the power. And here's the, the weird thing: she even accuses him of racism and white privilege. Yes, as though she doesn't turn around and marry talk the, to him, man. I've been saying man. this forever. It, it, 
crazy. Yo, I've been saying this forever. The, the common enemy in the United States is the Caucasian male. Let's attack him. Mm. Let's get not give him the same job opportunities. Let's say he's a racist. Let's say he's a bigot. Oh, yeah, you have white privilege, blah, blah, blah. Make him ashamed of being himself. Ridiculous. And, and if you speak about this, oh, you're an Uncle Tom, blah, blah, blah. But, and I'm not here to resurrect the white man. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here to resurrect the white man. I'm here to say that this mofo had a really strong culture that meant something, and it created great civilizations. And when mm. you lose that, that's why we're in decline, which is to say um, Benjamin Franklin matters. Um, George Washington, even though he was a great uh, slaveholder, he still matters and I just want to point out Henry Ford, who's one of my favorites. One thing he pointed out and like no one wanted to listen, mm -hmm. uh, he said, you know, when you come into this country, you need to assimilate. Mm. And what people need to understand, and when I travel throughout the world, like, for example, in Europe, people are very pessimistic. You want to talk about entrepreneurship in Europe? Forget oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. Forget about it. They're too they busy taking naps in the middle of yeah, the day out they, there. They want to go on a siesta. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't believe in entrepreneurship, which is one of the reasons they don't really innovate very much. I yep. mean, they, they, they know how to be efficient, but... They're not the leaders. Yep. In you know, it was why, why we had to rebuild them with the Marshall Plan. But anyways, um, <laughs> the, the point is this. Ford did a phenomenal thing for America. This was an economic thing, but it was also culture. And when he said, you come in this mug, you have to assimilate, which is to say, learn about what we mean when we say we're capitalists. You want to be equal, go to Europe. They're socialists. They want to be equal. Mm. They make sure that the poor is not too poor. Yep. You come to this place, we call it the land of opportunity. We don't care where you came from, but when you show up here, if you're willing to work hard, be intelligent, be industrious, be a good person, you can make it to the apex. And it doesn't matter what color you are, but you have to soak up some of this ism we have here, which is the belief that you should be thrifty, that you should have a savings rate. We used to have a 50% savings rate in America. Yeah. yeah, not anymore. You know, like all of these beliefs made us us, and then when we like for in no disrespect to the uh, the people coming in through the southern border, it's not because they're Latino. I mean, if the southern border had a European year. country, the Albanians would be coming through. You know, yeah, if the, yeah, the exactly. southern border yeah. had an African country, you know, like people from Zimbabwe would come through. And they still come in anyway. I'll tell you that from experience. <laughs> right? They still come in through the southwest border anyway. You you good? But what people don't realize is when you have an influx of basically another country flushing their toilets on us. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. It's, it's not, you don't get the, the smart people from Mexico, the successful people from Mexico coming. I know because I know them. Yeah. And they, they're good because Mexico's a cool place to live if you have money. Right. They're flushing their toilets on us, and it's changing our culture. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that if you take everyone from a retrograde economy and bring them into a developed economy – Eventually, we will become the place they left if they overpopulate like here. Damn, California. tell them. Tell them. Tell them, bro. Yeah. That's what's going Facts. on with London. They don't want to talk about that. Yeah. And that yeah. gets me mad because they're, they're spending <laughs> 7 million pounds a day on that. Yeah. 7 million pounds a day on people who are not asylum seekers. They're economic migrants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know a solution. is one we did before. Canada, too. Uh, we, every time you get a, a degree in science, technology, engineering, or mathematics— you get a green card. Why don't we? The thing mm, is, what, yep. what we could do is fix immigration to where we just let the smartest in. But we stopped doing that too, and I think that's part of the problem. We stop. We stopped respecting physicists. We stopped respecting mm -hmm. computer scientists, and we we don't care what country they're from. Now we give them, we give them uh, uh, student visas. Yeah. We do, but we uh, so many people I've talked to like and, they can't stay well, in this country. And people, and the ones, and these are the smartest yeah. people in the world. Yep. We need them yeah. to stay here. Well, now, the people one, hate Trump, right? But the wall. Let's talk about the wall. Now it might have been a bad. Age, idea to tell some people but for example those criminals that come to come to our country bro what are they doing mm -hmm. the, the yeah. crime yeah. so that by itself bro yeah. it's, it's, 
Yeah. To oh, your man. point, ten yeah. girls just unfollowed you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right I'm just saying. Just like, unfollowed. Ten. 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 That's a huge subject Ooh. right there. We could talk a whole webinar or no, a whole webinar. I heard somebody YouTube say that black people are are naturally not capitalists. Like capitalism is a white person thing. I was like, you're dumb as hell. Because right. if anybody needs capitalism, it's black people. Their biggest issue is economic, and it like always has been mm -hmm. since they were set yeah. free. Right. It's always been economic. But to the point about um, was it Black Wall Street? Yeah. I'm, okay, yeah. Well. To the point about not bringing in the cream of the crop from mm -hmm. other nations, what do you have on the Chinese side? They have the Belt and Road Initiative. But but here's the thing. Yeah. But here's the other thing. When people when people come from other countries here, when they come here, a lot of times they're gonna want to stay here mm -hmm. when they see what it because we've got the blonde hair and the big titties here. I'm not going back to Beijing. I'm staying here. That I've seen that happen so many times. We could keep these people here, yeah. and we did for the longest mm -hmm. time. If you look at our space program, those were not Germans. Americans. <laughs> if you look, if yeah. you look at our fucking nuclear mm -hmm. programs, those were not Americans mm -hmm. that we ended up doing that. We understood that concept, but now we don't do that anymore. I think I th just jingoism to a certain extent. I agree, but at, at once we get to a certain point, like we, I, I want the best and smartest people here because yeah. I love this country. Jingoism. Awesome. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. You want to define that one for so people? So we've seen because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think immigration is a fantastic thing, but you got to let the right people in, and you got to let the people People in that do it legally versus the people that don't do it legally, right? And models. And, and models. And, and, models should all be allowed in this country. So, <laughs> yeah. so you look at somewhere like Japan, third strongest economy in the world, extremely mm. homogenous. They don't allow immigration in. They're like, we don't care about y'all. Mm. You ain't coming in here. <laughs> boom, boom right? right? They don't care. But then you look at somewhere like Dubai, right? UAE. 80, 90% expatriates. And they're this one of the safest places. You can literally leave your doors open. How is it that the UAE was able to figure it out with all these immigrants, but we weren't? I mean, I don't, anyone else to speak Because they, that a they bit? had jobs, because I used to yeah. live there. I lived there for like 10 months. They have jobs. They had jobs for these people. They have extremely strict rules. Yeah. And yeah. they're, so where our, fe helps. <laughs> our federal government is, is we get our money through taxation and they don't have Talk that same it. thing. Yeah. What they have is Talk a port system it. where they can pay for their entire education system and their infrastructure completely through the ports. And what happens, it's really funny, it, even their military, they're enlisted or TCNs, third country nationals. Their officers are all, um, are all uh, uh, Emirati uh, Citizens. citizens. Oh, okay. They, they don't have okay. a they don't have a department of um, what we have uh, an INS. They have a department of identification there. It's different there, right? And even if you marry an Emirati, you right. don't become a citizen. Yeah. You get if you Very have a baby. I believe you get six hundred grand if you have a baby or something like that from the government. They give you a free home. All yeah. the, they, all, they get yeah. crazy Incredible. benefits for being an Emirati because, because the country has this one weird thing. And the state of Texas is similar because the, we had we made so much money from petroleum to go to college in the state of Texas was damn near free. I mean, it was really really cheap for the longest time. Mm. This is very similar to what they had there. They have the ports company, which paid for the entire thing. So I think that's what made it a little different. Yeah. Okay. On a smaller experiment, it works. When you get to the size of China, then it doesn't work anymore, right? Okay. So, so that's the, uh, or if you get to the size of Indonesia, you don't have that industry that can just pay for all of your uh, right. your infrastructure. I think well, that's the difference. Justin, you are going to say something. Yeah, well, I, just, I was going to say that they have speed. So unlike yeah. America, they got one dude in charge. He's like, fix that fucking Right? And they have Lamborghinis to go fix it. Right. Who gets the Lambo? He pours a quick Creed out. They whip it up. You know, they float it real quick. It's over. And they have a lot of third world right. workers too. And, and that was the other thing is I when you when you're there, you don't really see a lot of middle class. Mm. There's rich, 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 yeah. or poor. And there's poor, poor, you're poor. Right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And those right. boys are lined up next to the five hotel, and you're leaving in the Uber, and there's like. 40 of them just sitting there, just yeah. waiting to go to work. Mm -hmm. and, and so they have that and they have speed. 
You know, and I, I think those two things allow them to do a lot that America could not do at that okay. rate. So you think so, that's a big reason why they're safe? They don't have some of the same issues we do with the mass and, immigration? And I think they're like the modern-day Switzerland. And I think yes. a lot, no, no, that's, money, a, that's yeah, a good point. Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, so this is that perfect combo. Crime comes okay. from economic destitution, and, and like they, they don't have what, what I'm saying is they don't have a ghetto culture where they – uh, uh, reward people for breaking right. the law like we do yeah, in the United States, yeah. where we yeah. we literally the, you are looked out. Get caught with drugs in, do, in do UAE, bro. It's yeah, a rap for yeah. sure. You, but but in the in our culture, we look up to people who I listen, rappers. I listen to celebrities. Three Six Mafia. I'm yeah. just as guilty yeah. as anybody else. My point is, they don't have that culture there. Number one and number two, mm. they don't have massive unemployment. People are there for a purpose. The, the, yeah. the right. place is growing, and so because of that, you don't see that destitution. I bet you, if you look all over the world, you're going to see a lack of crime in situations like that. Where everyone has a place to be, a place mm. to sleep, and a thing yeah. to do, yeah. and a family. Even I the bitches are easy. working. They're hoes. Talk about that, bro. And I'll tell you why I respect, respect them more than I respect, I hate to say, the conservatives in America, because I'm very conservative. Mm -hmm. But they not only hold their ground, they send counterfire. And I mm. feel like if mm. Trump made a mistake or the Republicans make a mistake, we hold our ground, but we kind of get dragged because there's so much bullshit that comes from the left. Yeah, we right. don't send enough counterfire. They don't put up with that shit over there That's right. at all. That's Zero right. tolerance. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Done. And so nobody comes with Two that Two genders bull only. Yeah. yeah. Nobody comes, <laughs> seriously. Nobody comes with that bullshit. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, why, that's why, you know, you see, you know, there's a big push for Islam right now. Yeah. I won't speak that on my opinion. I, you know, yeah. I don't have a dog in that fight. But at least... They hold their ground, whereas Christianity yeah. and Republicans, I have to say, do it's not. It's flaky. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. you guys a question? I'm really curious because I feel like I've always been perplexed at the the disconnect uh, with the American religious community, like mm. the evangelicals, and their their deep hatred for Islam. In as much as you, in America, you'll find churches with rainbow flags on them, mm. even though. The book that's bullshit has though. a very clear yeah. Yeah. stance. You got a very it. religious guy here. Yeah, the house is going to be a. So you have three monotheistic practices: Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, which have a lot of things in common. But for some reason, if you talk to a conservative white Christian, they're convinced that Islam is the devil, and it's almost like they're closer to the LGBTQ side of things than they are to the hey, I don't agree with this like Allah Hawkbar and like. Like yelling and like, I don't agree with all that. Yeah. But we have the same view on homosexuality. We have the same focus on family. We have the same concept of take care of orphans. Oh, we, you know, it's yeah. like weird that they don't acknowledge any crossover. The but average of have you ever met? Let me just. Have you ever met Vikings and Bears fans? <laughs> They're all both on Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 but uh, neither you, of them can read. <laughs> yeah, neither <laughs> of them can read. <laughs> they can drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the average American Christian. Thanks to buy as a country, okay, and, and that is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'll add to the yeah. point as well. So, there's a saying that goes, "Money's uh, the root of all evil," right? And for churches, what are they funded by? The government, you know, these entities, right? And for them, it's like, okay, cool. Our goal is to, to kind of like convert people to Christianity by any means possible. But that leads to what? More money for the church. Mm -hmm. However, Islam has a stand on most of these topics. For example, uh, no gays or you know, none of that type right. of stuff. We're like, you know what? If we get paid from the government, we get funded. Uh, okay. You know what? We can let slide here and there. Uh, and what happens is when, okay. you, when you do that one time, it's a gas fire because yeah. now everything is cool. You know what? We're getting funding from the government. Eh, mm. Let us slide too. And the Pope, bro, holy. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. he's letting everything slide. Yeah, he so at this tripping. point, bro, our religion is down, down the drain. There's yeah. nothing mm. to stand for. Fair so that's, that, that's okay. the sad part. Give me that cross chain. 
<laughs> as, but I, I will say there are some that do stand the ground as well. But in the society itself, we as a whole, we don't have, we don't stand any ground. I, yeah. let, let me throw this in part. here to maybe expedite the conversation or clarify it for the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. Of, I think some of you guys are arguing from an idealistic, uh, optimistic, optimistic. <laughs> I'm sorry, optimistic view of America. Yeah. Uh, you guys through the weekly. Go through the filth of America. You're like the <laughs> wow. colon. Now, why wow. did you have my hair back right now? This conversation. And, and I know, rah, rah, America, and you're not <laughs> wrong, but you have to realize the World War II generation is long dead. Mm. We have replaced it with Zoomers and Millennials. With, there's nothing wrong with being born in these particular ages, but the domestic population, immigrants notwithstanding, uh, is shit. It's mm. absolute shit. Mm. We're lazy. We don't have Christianity's dead. I mean, mm. there are some small segments that right. are true and traditional and yeah. all orthodox. For like, yeah. Right. Well, just they, they adhere to, oh, hey, there's this thing called the Bible. I wonder what it says. Oh, hey, there's some rules here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we could talk about republics, democracies, Dubai, shoulda, woulda, coulda, Trump. But we have a shit population. <laughs> Americans are fat, disgusting pigs. <laughs> They're lazy. They don't work. They all major in like you were saying, English and yeah. patty cake and jerk off studies. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, you have a low quality, low caliber population. Wow. We're going to suffer no matter who's up on Mount Rushmore, no matter what laws we have in place. And until that changes, you know, that's just my simple traditional sovereign risk analyst view. You're a population of shit. You're all disgusting and fat. No, oh, why is there a birthing crate? I don't know. You got to lift a fupa up just to get, you know. Like, wow. Like, <laughs> you can't impregnate yeah, a Yeah, yeah. I mean, fat. like, well, well, gee, and we all hate each other. And you got mm. you got an ideology that the new religion is basically parasitism and whatever varying form of socialism it is. Could be rank, class, envy. It could be environmentalism. Mm. It could be feminism where women just like, oh, my God, I have a vagina. I'm amazing. And that's the only yeah. thing about me. That no civilization or culture, mm. no matter what the treatment, is going to recover from that. And so until you get people to get off their asses and go work and get their head out of their asses that their values derive from a parasitic ideology, uh, nothing is really going to change. And if there's any advice I give young men listening and any women get their heads out of their asses long enough to listen is have an indispensable skill, diversify, crypto, and... <laughs> Dubai, out, foreign outside investments. That's what I. That's what I would be looking at right yeah. about. Right? And let me say one more thing. Michael Barr a very, a very yeah. good point. People don't read anymore. So yeah. in the church, right? What are you supposed to do? Oh, you Go to took church, my point, bro. Right? Yes. You read the Bible. To know and confirm what you read right. in church. What happens is you just go to church, you put these party last that's, night, that's, you, go, right. you just had sex that's last so. night, right? And then the pastor says, Oh yeah, thou shalt not drink uh on Tuesdays. Right. You're like, Oh that that's true. Yeah. But you didn't read the Bible. So what happens is you're following somebody that has is funded by the government and as well that their own, their own ideals. And then the church itself, you know you know what's happening with the church? They're scared of Islam. You know why? Because they know that religion can take over the whole world. Because they have rules. Exactly. Well, and standards. Yeah. So, so going back to what you said Which before, is basically I, discipline. I, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember like this hatred for Islam in the 1980s. I'm pretty okay. Uh I think this happened. This is a lot of somewhat propaganda that happened after 9-11. I think yeah. that a, a great deal uh, of it sure. came yeah, from that. Sure. And it's yeah. still sort of lingering. I actually think it's died off a little bit since mm-hmm. I remember in like 08, 07, 06, it was bad. 
Yeah. Right. I remember really, too. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up Muslim. Yeah. No yeah. one. It was really bad. Yeah, I remember. Was, oh wow. Really bad. <laughs> well, I have another reason to not like. Yeah. You, yeah there you go. <laughs> there you go. Remind me. Uh, so I, I think I them think boys. The uh, yeah. Here's another thing. I can't remember the survey. If somebody could look it up and remember the amount of atheists who have read the Bible cover to cover versus the amount of Christians. It is something like sixty-seven percent of atheists and thirty-six percent of Christians have read, or even less than that, have read the Bible cover to cover. So I happen to know, and I'm not against gay people. Yep. Get you know, gay people do whatever they want. But I happen to know the Book of Leviticus and the Book of Romans, right. that's where it specifically says in the Bible that man should not lay with another man. I happen to yep. know that. But I, I don't, like, I'm just, no one else reads the shit. <laughs> There's so many people who quote revelations to me. Or yes. they quote the, the, the Deuteronomy or Leviticus to me. And I'm, like, shocked that they're, like, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. You learned mm-hmm. this from someone else. Because yep. the Bible's a tough read, dude. It is a fucking tough read. It it's like Ulysses yeah. by James Joyce and then the Bible, bro. It is yeah. really hard to read that shit. But, Mike, you know who knows the Bible the best? Atheists. The devil. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and, <laughs> this and, man and, just got deep. And, oh, where are we going here? and hold on, and <laughs> he's going to be a minister. No, I, I was studying, right? Yeah. So it's funny because the Bible itself, right, has a lot of principles in it that most people don't follow. But I'll say this: the last book, Revelation, is on point because everything that's said in the book is happening right now. That being said, though, the whole type of like contrast between Islam and Christianity is that like we believe in Jesus and they don't. So. Yeah, that's really the only the only main difference. We just don't acknowledge him as a god exactly. or, or the son of god. But yeah, he's we, we acknowledge we acknowledge him as a prophet. Yes. yes. Yeah. So as fundamentally, a... we follow most of the same things. However, I'll just say from a holistic standpoint, if you're going to look at Christianity as a whole, we don't follow the book, and secondly, we don't care to know because we, we just follow a pastor blindly. That's right. the biggest point. Yeah, pastor something like in the holy book of Nicolaitans, <laughs> chapter five, verse three. Praise right? pastor, the Lord wants you to get me another jet. <laughs> okay, Creflo Dollar. Oh, okay, never come across okay, that. Okay, Creflo Dollar. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is in my penis. Um, Suck it. I just one quick question for the upcoming minister. Does, oh, no, what, no, no. what is what does the Lord say about buying Lamborghinis and forty thousand dollars shoes? Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's in listen, Psalms, man, actually. Um, as a man of God, I'm afraid to answer. Uh, but yeah. yeah. That's uh, so I, I got, you know what? It, and then I'll go to the chats after this, but I got to ask this. Yeah. It seems like from what we're talking about between, you know, potential World War III, TikTok taking over, uh, you know, people being losers, fat, deplorable state, Religion. United States coming down. It seems across the board here that the United States is losing its its grip on the earth is the, is the leading power yeah. uh, as far as like influence goes. Maybe we got the military still backing it up, but our people are definitely going down Certainly. as far as Because we're, we're away respect. from a survival scenario. We're further away from a survival scenario. Yeah. That's the reason why, yeah. What do guys need to do? Mm. What like is the is the U.S. on a decline? Is there anything that we can do to, to change this? Get a passport, leave. Yep. <laughs> hey, that might be a viable solution. I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want to get your guys' yeah, takes on it. Yeah, I mean, who yeah. wants to take it first? I'll, I'll take it first. The one thing Please. I would say is simple: not getting a passport to leave, getting a passport to travel. <laughs> okay. Because I would say the th- biggest thing that Americans have uh, problems with is, is understanding their place in the world. Okay. Like it's this. You know, just there we go. Yeah, it's just like basically this this bubble of people saying the same shit, not really understanding what they're talking about. Kind of like what you're saying there, um, with Aaron Clary's point, right? And so basically, um, a lot of people, right? They simply just um, they don't understand the context of the real world, right. and because right. they don't have the context, right? They're gonna act, you know, how the media tells them to what act. What did living in Japan teach you about the United States? Mm. It's interesting. I mean, you spent a significant amount of time over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I would say like a lot of what uh, Marquette was saying about homogeny, uh-huh. right, was a hundred and ten percent on point. I mean, he's been through Asia as well, right? And so yeah. that part where and and there are even more races in Japan. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what do they call you Speaking over there? Gaijin? Oh, yeah. Gaijin. Gaijin? Gaijin? Yeah, bro, yeah, that yeah. is what's Gaijin. funny about leaving America. You find out who's actually racist. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Bro, yeah. Bro, other places are actually racist. They, like, don't well, serve you with shit, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't you come in. You want to hear something hilarious? There's this one bar in Shibuya. It's about, like, four or five stories tall. You go there with your friends and everything, right? And we're like, okay, we want a table with some of our expat friends and some of our Japanese friends and everything. There's a sign right outside the front door. Boom, right there. No foreigners allowed. It's incredible. Wow. And so you walk up, to the, you walk up yeah. to the door Thanks. and Respect. you're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn around and, and like not go in there? Or are you going to you know, say like, hey, I want a seat, right? You say you want a seat and uh, they put you in the corner. Right. <laughs> they put you and there's W hap- discrimination. There happens to be session. other foreigners around here. Yeah. Like and all the other floors are purely Japanese for the most part, right? Yeah. Um and it's it's one of these things where I would say like most Americans, right, they just um they think America is so special. A lot of the points that Aaron was making there is really, really important. So if you get out of your comfort zone, if you go and you actually see the world, right, then that's where the change that Aaron's talking about can happen. Right. Where all of a sudden you get like a educated, uh, well-rounded society. Right. But because of the media, right, we're so far down the tubes in that it's just like uh, good fucking luck. But for individuals, you can do this as a society as a whole or whatever. It's, it is what it is. But for individuals, right, just get a passport, go out there, travel, uh, start in the United States. Right. Like t- start traveling, you know, to like the other side of the country. If you're from New York, go to L.A. or whatever. Right. And then okay. as long as you start doing that stuff then you'll start thinking differently. Right. Yeah. See, anybody else uh, is the West on the decline? What? Oh, did you have something? I'm with Aaron, like? though, because I know people are optimistic, but like, to be real with you, bro, this world's fucked. It, and at this point, where we're going right now, there's no, there's, there's no, there's, there's no stopping it. However, I will say this, though. Uh, looking at Aaron, is funny as hell, but I'll say <laughs> this. <laughs> Regarding uh, people leaving America, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Are they going to do it? Probably not. No, yeah, most no. people. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people complain they don't have the means to do so and everything, and it's just like, right. they're yeah. lazy. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. But where should people go, Charlie? You're saying travel or the world. Where, where should they go? Non-Western society. Like, okay. you know, right. if you're an American, like, go to mm. South America. Like, that's something that's completely different. You go over to, you know, when I went to Germany, right, like, everybody there speaks fucking English. Uh, so okay. I'm like, yeah. you know, I start, start speaking that's a little German. Won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but in Japan, they, they don't. That's because we right? won. Oh, sorry. Yes. Because right. <laughs> we won, right? Yeah. There's a lot of Actually, American we are not allowed to put there. a bomber anywhere on the on, on the islands. Okay. In, uh, Yo- Kadena and um, uh, Yokota. Oh, that makes no sense. No bombers. Yeah, well, only KC 135s, cargo planes. No bombers are allowed. We put our bombers in Guam. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. gotcha. Let me, but yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just was, traveling to those types next of countries. Or, I'll, I'll, I'll say next. Go ahead. Okay. No, just those types of countries. What? What? Yeah, oh, well, this is I like, think Mike this is had, like the Spider-Man cool. thing right okay, now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. Are uh, we on the decline? A, what should we do? Uh, What's next? Ha- are we on the decline? I don't know. A hardcore shift to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Not STEAM. Not science, technology, <laughs> engineering, arts, and mathematics. That is nonsense. I, I'm totally in favor of people wanting to get a degree in art. Pay for it your fucking self. <laughs> the federal government should be paying for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics degrees. We need to get back to a populace... Four percent of millennials believe the Earth is flat. Guys, we have got to get back. We have got to. Chris. We have got to get back. By the way, watch your chat. What about watch the ice wall? What about the chat when they start uh, coming yeah. after me? Too. They fucking the hate Earth me, bro. is flat, bro. Or listen, when when we do this kind of stuff, like the fact that we don't understand basic biology, we don't understand human evolution anymore, we don't understand any of these.
these concepts. Yeah. This is where right. we are falling behind. I promise you, we were the, we talk about the greatest nation. We had an economic boom in the 1950s. You know what else happened in the 1950s? We were at war with other countries and we were near the survival scenario. So we taught our children science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm. And that's where some of these incredible breakthroughs came from. We need to, uh, the, we need to encourage companies any kind of technological innovation we need to go in that direction that's the thing now what comes with that fake news it comes with a lot of chaff it comes with a lot of uh, misleading stuff for sure but i want the bandwidth faster i want more technology i want more innovation those things right here if you go back and look at every problem that we've had throughout uh, history it wasn't republicans or democrats that came up with antibiotics it was technology it wasn't republicans or democrats that came up with the automobile it was henry ford it was like it's one of these situations where technology is going to be the thing that ends up solving the problem it is not keynesian economics and it is not trickle down economics it is technology so for me if you want to get everything back on track and want this utopian society that we that we dream of that's what's going to happen now there will be a consequence because once we start 3d printing houses and start growing massive amounts of gmo food we are going to have a class of people who don't do shit yeah they don't do anything yeah and that's the problem that's a that's a separate problem there's a great book about if you guys want to read the expanse series by james S. james s i cory 90 percent of the population is uh unemployed and they all just live on basic but they're happy and fat but and dumb. but to add your point mate you know you know what they have for that what? depopulation deep well i mean yes i mean depopulation but like it's really interesting right so i don't <clears> think I don't think rich people not having more kids or intelligent people not having more kids, they're incentivized to do so. They're just wanting to get that second master's degree, right? Mm. Or they're watching shit like our shit and they're like, they don't want to have kids because they listen. They're like, I don't want this red flag woman in my house. Yeah, you know, I think that's part of the problem too. That's one of the issues. As far as like deliberate depopulation, I don't know, man. I just, I just, just so many people on this planet. I'm not that worried about that. I'm yeah. talking about the silent killer, not the open ones. For example, like the food we eat. Oh, for you know, sure. The air Obesity, we breathe. All of these things yeah. are causing people to die and they're doing it slowly but surely. Yeah, Yo, it's crazy how a crazy terrorist from the seventies named the Unabomber wrote a whole manifesto about this shit. And it's somewhat <laughs> coming true with the, you know the, his his whole argument against industrialization and what it would lead to. Shout out to oh, Harvard. the Muslim guy. Yeah, yeah, he went to Harvard. Yeah, shout out to Harvard. I'm yeah. gonna be there next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> says the Muslim Justin. guy in the hoodie. The hoodies. Yeah, that's fine. They don't know. Okay, go go. Them boys in Arabic. Okay. Uh, uh, who else wants to go? What, what uh, thoughts well, me, on? I'll it? just I'll yeah. say. Oh yeah, yeah. Please, no, no, go ahead. Sorry, my like, dad. I, like I said, take before, your time, bro. For the takeaway for your audience to um, to to do to survive this world that we're facing, invaluable skill, like you said, STEM, absolutely accounting, preferably something remote location or imminently employable in any place that mm. you go. All right, the ideal situation be able to pull resources and income from multiple <clears throat> countries, no matter where you are. So if one goes down, that's too bad. That happened to Germany or whatever. You still got Australia, the United <clears throat> States, and China paying you. Um, cryptocurrency as a diversified investment as an insurance policy. And then also uh, visas, being able to travel, multi mm. ideally multiple passports, so you, are not, you do not have to be anchored to one particular yeah. country system. Uh, even the simplest of things you can do right now is to get digital residency in Estonia. So you could still operate on the internet no matter what happens to your home country. Mm. So, but this is a whole other world where you'd have to bring in sovereign man and other people who are, who are more experienced in this field. But those would be the things I would do to have UAE is an option too. UAE, yeah. yeah, but we could go through all 176 countries. Yeah, but that, well, that's Estonia just is nice, and the chicks have big tits, so you know it's, it's cold <laughs> as shit. I don't ever want to go to. No, no, no. 
Listen, I live here because the girl has, has big tits. I'm sorry. That's why I live in Las Vegas. <laughs> there you go. The one from yesterday was crazy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to her. Uh, so, hey, hey, anybody, out to Liz. Uh, anybody else want to hit it? Or I can hit the, as far I as like. Couple, I got a couple notes on this. Yeah, please go ahead. So there's the individual level and then there's the societal level. Hit and, it. and when we think of the societal level, we even have to think of it as like damn near a, a global society because culture is spread so rapidly and, and internet through social media yeah number one i think that there's a tremendous amount of fear mongering and fear spreading and sometimes we can uh we consume it and, and spread it not realizing it like the the go move away thesis i, I think you know, tate's a great example of the go move away thesis doesn't work mm. you got a, a guy who's millionaire many times over moved away oh romania is so good now you're in a Romanian prison. Like, well, he's from how, Romania. How, what's that? I believe he's from Romania, wasn't he? No, he's no, from no, Chicago. No, no, no. Oh, he's from Chicago. Chicago. Okay. He's sorry, British and American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So the point is that you can go get two or three passports. You can do, make all these measures. And, and I have myself. You know, I have some uh, financial accounts in other countries. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to power. And mm. do we understand mm. the true sources of power, uh, some of which are uh, fame, uh, wealth, uh, men, the respect of men, and the love of women. These, these are different sources of power that you, you can leverage. And we're so scared and fearful as men that we don't realize that we are in revolutionary times and violence is required. And what I mean by that is, do you not observe that the left, when they don't get their way, they get violent with us? I saw something like that Have in you not observed that uh, they'll, you know, some scandalous slore will get pregnant by you because she thinks you're well off and then mm. she will use the state as her instrument to extract money from you which yep. is violence uh, do we not know that we have to organize and be together like among men and be willing to operate as a unit i think that's what we're denying is the fact that if we're in revolutionary times we have to be willing to take revolutionary action right. and a part of that is going to be having to stand up to government stand up to liberalism because here's the thing with sane people like us mm. The leftists, we make fun of them like, oh, they're always marching, they're yelling. But those things are actually effective. And the problem is guys like us, we sit on our asses. We, when it was time to go vote for Trump, we didn't, some of us didn't go vote. We support, but we didn't vote. When it's time to march, we're like, march? Come on. Like, I'm not going to go out and stand in the middle of a freeway and interrupt the society. Well, you can never beat an enemy if they're more ruthless than you are. Mm. That was our problem in Vietnam. Our soldiers didn't want to get into those low ass crawl spaces. No, Nixon didn't want to nuke Hanoi. That's what that, that thing is over in two seconds. And anyway, the, the, we there, could go into that. We now. could go into that. Yeah. We could go into that. But but I'll tell you this. Here's here's what we should this is where we need to center it. Because it's the same thing with the terrorists as well. We had essentially mercenaries and they had people who would die for soil, belief, religion, and blood. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. And Afghanistan with Russia as well. Same exact thing. That was their Vietnam. Yeah. So, so I say that to say, like, we have to be serious about what we say we want. And it's like, either we're talking about, like, run away from America. Damn, America's your country. Mm. You're going to run away from it and leave it to these fucking uncivilized animals? Mm. That's not a manly thing to do. Mm. And when we sit back and we let the left do all of these things, and one thing you mentioned is we don't counterstrike. You know what's so sick and sad? The left is so intelligent and effective that we use their language, we use their words. I hear religious women saying, oh, I, I need to get a partner. Aren't you looking for a husband? Mm. We hear conservatives on Fox News say, oh, yes, yeah, so-and-so is a transgender woman. When did it become a transgender woman? It's not a woman. You mean a man dressed as a woman? Yeah. Mm. We're using their language, which lets you know how deeply they've penetrated our psyche. You probably know the scholar. I forget his name right now. But he said there's a discourse with a capital D. And embedded in language is our ideas and our ideology. 
Language is not only expressive of reality, it's also constructive of reality. So when you use the term partner, you further remove gender from romantic relationships. Damn, mm. that's deep. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm to the point now when I go to LA and I have a discussion with people about this, I say the XX gender and the XY gender. Is, they, is they getting want, there. They want to get mad, but yeah. they're like, no, that's technically correct. The XX gender can have babies. The XY gender can't have babies. And they're like, oh, you said something wrong somewhere. I know <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. but no, that is correct. Yeah, well, that's and what Marquette, and you we, made we a great to point too that. With, with like the protesting and stuff because, yeah, when they, something pisses them off, they're there with their purple hair and marching on Capitol Hill, et cetera. Right. And, and that's something that, you know, on this side, you know, guys like us were like, oh, I don't think, I don't think our, we matter that much. You know, I didn't, I didn't vote. I should have voted right. in this situation. You're right. And that's 100% true. And with, with the Tates, I do want to say this and bring awareness. So on April 11th, there's going to be a protest in London and in mm -hmm. Miami, and people should attend because yeah. what's going on right now is an injustice to the brothers. And if honestly, if we're not going to stand, who the fuck is? A peaceful, we know these purple haired feminists protest. will go out there and say yeah. a peaceful protest. Peaceful, and, of and course. And you know why, even if you don't know Andrew Tate, and even if you didn't really care about Andrew Tate, you know why you have to go? Because you're in the Romanian prison, I'm in the Romanian prison. There's space for all of us in there. You're right. Facts. You're right. Nobody's it, safe. It, and, and if that could happen to them, I've said this before, it could ha if it could happen to them, guys that have the influence and the power and the connections that they have, what do you think a normal guy is going to have? Even on a digital level, bro, like Miguel was saying, yeah. you're a digital currency. If you don't do what they say, zero. And there is a feminist agenda. No. The judge is a feminist. The, the, the prosecutor on the case, one of them, feminist. Mm -hmm. If you tell me, with all the exculpatory evidence that shows that these guys are innocent, I mean, that you're 100% right. That's one thing the left does well. They go and they cry and complain with their purple hair and they run on Capitol Hill and they strip in its thing and they're willing to get arrested and they're willing to riot and do all this crazy shit. You look at Minneapolis, they burn it down to the fucking yes. ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look at Portland, you look at uh, Seattle, you look at all these crazy blue cities. What they do? Tear it down to the ground. Well, and I think that's coordinated too to some extent through the media because yeah. like in Minnesota in particular with the George Floyd stuff, that does not happen for the normal average Minnesota citizen. Like... They went out the next morning and got their brooms, fucking cleaned up the streets as right. much as possible. Right. Yeah, as people much as like possible. us. Yeah, right. But one thing people forget about that as well: there was a drone that was flown over the city of Minneapolis from North Dakota, which is where they keep a lot of weapons right around. But as a drone, it's supposed to basically uh, cover the Canadian border, right? It's supposed to stay around there. It's not supposed to go anywhere. Went down to Minneapolis, went around the city, and then went back. And do you think most of those people who were protesting there, protesting, right, basically anarchy, right, yeah. controlled anarchy to some extent, do you think those people were actually mostly from Minneapolis? I don't think so. No, I think scabs, they were brought yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things, people are going to call that a conspiracy theory, but, you know, when you know the, you know, a place, it's just like that shit does not fly there. Right. And it's, so it's from something else. And, and yeah. I just want to, uh, one more time, like uh, April 11th is going to be in London and in Miami. There's going to be a protest. It's got to be peaceful, guys, because like I said before, they're just looking for anything to, you know, keep Andrew and Tristan in. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, guys on this side of the internet, you know, I know we're high IQ. We look at the world objectively, whatever. But yeah, we got to start doing some of the things that the left does, obviously not to yeah. their extent committing violence and well, hurting people. I, I, in respect of Google's guidelines, I do want to say that it should be peaceful <laughs> and abide by the law. Of course. But I would also like to point out that the left is very strategic at breaking rules and getting away with it. And then they try to trap you in the system. Film so, everything. So mm. film <laughs> everything. So yeah. let me give you an example. There, there's a lot of systems with rules. Like, for example, the uh, APA. 
historically they don't remove a diagnosis out of the DSM. Was it the DSM? It was DSM four in nineteen seventy two that got labeled homosexuality as a uh, as a uh, mental illness. Uh, no, it was a, yeah, it was a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And the DSM no, it was DSM three. I think maybe mm-hmm. I don't I remember which one it was. But it was nineteen seventy two. The DSM five does not have that. And there was, and usually when they pull something out, there's a peer reviewed article written by like some experts and mm. they're like oh you know the the scientific community agrees that this research has shown us a new way did that process occur when they remove uh i i don't i don't believe it did i think that was a little bit more of a political it thing, was political because yeah. they were protesting outside of the meetings Bam. The left was protesting, which is to say the APA had a clear process that they'd always followed. And ever since that, they've still followed the same process. The only time they broke the rules was when those people protested. And so what I'm saying to you all is that a government is just a group of people who are well organized and have a monopoly on power. Yep. They will also yield to other people who are organized and are willing to present some power. And one thing I can assure you of, if there was a protest in Romania that was significant in size and presence mm. and let people know, like, hey, we're riding for this guy and if this guy doesn't get off things are going to get ugly he gonna get off Mm -hmm. and they're going to do it through the legal process but somehow the legal process is going to yield the outcome that is favorable the the apa has actually done something else uh richard reeves who brought this up who's a political moderate right the brookings institute Mm -hmm. uh senior fellow uh, the apa does not make distinctions for dimorphic differences between men and women that have anything to do with hormones they act as if hormones have nothing wow. to do with it. There is no, there is nothing in there about hormones. Whenever they talk about why men are more aggressive or whatever, it is always a cultural construct that brings us. Oh. It is never the fact that I have seventeen times as much testosterone as you. It is never that. That is never the reason. So Everything's a, a social construct. Yeah, yeah, according yeah. to them, nothing I, is biological. Yeah, my heterosexuality is a social construct. The, stru- the fact that I like big boobs and a small waist is yeah. a social construct. The fact that I like attractive women is a social construct. The fact that I eat uh, is a social is construct. A, yeah. yeah cultural contract and the fact that I eat red meat is a cultural And the reason contract. why they use yeah. that stupidity is because when you use the word construct, what does that mean? You can also demolish yes, it. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. right. That's yeah, why and, they and, say that dumb shit. And that's what you see with uh, Victoria's Secret. If Victoria's Secret wants to be inclusive, that's fine with me. <laughs> Just don't tell me I'm supposed to be attracted to it. Right. And don't call me a bigot when I'm not. Right. That's my only point. If it, like That is the only issue that I have. I have no issue if people want to change their gender. Just don't tell me that I don't get the right to know <laughs> if, if afterwards right. I don't, if I choose my preference to not date you, that does not make me a bigot. It does not make me a homophobe or a fucking transphobe right. because I don't want to date someone like that. So that's the issue that I have is in, in those situations. Uh, don't tell me what my preference is going to be and don't tell me it's a cultural construct because it's not. But look at how moderate and reasonable you are and you're open to ex- accepting their existence. Now, yeah, check this out. You accept their existence. So you're saying you can believe in what you believe, but on the other side, they're operating like Adolf and they're like, we want to exterminate you. Yeah, mm-hmm. People who believe like you we need to exterminate you. Yeah. They're completely intolerant. So how are you going to beat them playing within the rules? Like, yeah, they claim, they claim you, you need to be tolerant of all, but they're not tolerant of you. Of you. Which is hilarious. I, re- I, I remember when I was in Teach for America, and it was just the most insane liberal experiment. Oh, now, yeah. now I understand. Holy. I know why the kids are poisoned, because if you teach them the wrong thing at a young enough age, they're, they're going to believe it. It's the right. truth. It's like, what, 20% of Zoomers? You say 7% of millennials believe the Earth is flat. 20% of Zoomers... 4%. Th- 4%. 4%, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 4% <laughs> right. of flat Earth... 20% of Zoomers believe they're not straight. Right. Whether you're it's gay, insane. bi, it's like, yeah. just just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's, 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 so because, it's become a way to be shit. cool and a way to differentiate yeah. yourself. Mm. And that that is something interesting, like, as far as what Cloud happens world. afterwards. Uh, you know, that that's, there's, um, 
Yeah, I don't I'm go too far into this, but like, uh, yeah. uh, what's the, the book um, Dataclism by the CTO of eHarmony uh, basically talks about how uh, bisexual men on the platform only message men because for some reason, them being bisexual as opposed to homosexual is a higher status. So there's a status hierarchy amongst that, the community. And I, I think what's happened is a lot of kids are like, I get to play a victim if I, if I choose to change my sexual preferences or whatever I state myself as. And at that point, like, listen, I know I'm heterosexual. We know we're heterosexual for the most part, right? We all know we're heterosexual. Right. I, I'm not confused about any of that. But maybe when you're really young, maybe you of are course. enough to believe some nonsense. You, you're, you haven't gone through puberty or yeah. whatever. And so now we're in kind of a dangerous time. The problem I think happens is that like, no, and I'm saying this as a political moderate, there is no way you can tell me that someone is, is, is competent to, not competent to join the military, not competent to vote, not competent to drink alcohol, right. not competent to smoke cigarettes, but we are cutting their gonads <laughs> off right. at the age yeah. of nine. That is they can't not, even wipe their ass. I'm sorry, that is not possible. <laughs> you have, you, the, part of my heterosexuality, my choice to be heterosexual, was my desire to have sexual intercourse with women, but I have not gone through puberty yet. How can I possibly know right. whether or not I want to do that yep. thing? I am not, I'm trying to say this in the most non-hateful way possible. Right. There's no fucking possible way that at nine years old, you should have the ability to cut off someone's gonads. Right. Male or female, that is unbelievably irresponsible. There is no possible way that they, again, in every other case, the decision is left to somebody of, the agency well, is left to someone mm. who is 17 or 18 years old. Right. And in the case of other things like drinking, 21 years old. Mm. But we don't, for some reason in this case, and we're encouraging people to do this. I am not, again, if somebody's 18 right. years old and wants to change their gender, go ahead and do it. I'll fight yeah. for your right to do it in the US military. But don't tell me a nine year old is supposed to do this. That is not correct. You yeah. know what else I think is very disgusting about that is it's under the premise that they are going to have to live with the fact that they wanted to make that decision and they weren't manipulated yeah. right. into doing yeah. it. Wow. So now they live with the weight wow. of saying, I chose to cut my penis. Like, come mm. on, bro. Yeah. There That's was disgusting. A, there yeah. was a Johns Hopkins MD, PhD, uh, born a male, transitioned to a female, transitioned back to a male. Wrote a number of articles on it. It was really heartbreaking because as a doctor, he understood what actually happened to him physically. And one, he described it as what it is, which is mutilation. But he said, you know, when I got the surgeries and I was attempting to live as a woman, and then he says, there are this many <laughs> genes that define me as a male regardless, like this many thousand. He, he said, when I was living as a, a, a woman, I was in pain the whole time because these surgeries are not... Norm normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. normal. He was like, I was living in pain. Like he was like, I was uh, growing hair inside of the the fake vagina. Like there's so many things didn't go right that he was in physical pain. Then he speaks to the statistics, which is the truth of the statistics is that there's a higher suicide rate post op. Oh yeah. Yep. So when they get what they, they want and they do the surgeries, they still somehow don't feel like they're supposed to, and they end up offing themselves. Yes. And that. And that is not hate. It's actually love that we want to get these people the proper help so they're not hurting themselves. Listen, in the United States of America, if you want to take a hammer to your own dick in your own house, you're fucking allowed to do that. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want, and I will fight for your right to do that. Okay, but not at nine years old. You're not supposed to be yeah. doing this yourself with a doctor. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. And I and I heard the excuse because when you do it at a younger age before puberty, then it takes better. It looks better. I get that. That's sick. It, it's, but but that is just. I'm That's sorry. That so is not. Sick. I don't care how politically progressive, so how sick. much you hate everyone on this fucking panel. You cannot believe that it's okay for an eight or nine year old to cut their gonads off. That is not possible. There's no way you believe that. That is crazy. But wait, go ahead. But what, what if? 
What if that's all they have in life and gives them value? Mm. See, I, I get, I've been on this battle since I was 20, being the sole not Democrat in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, at the age. Say, I'm, yeah. I'm so, I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of arguing what is common sense. <laughs> you have to understand that we are so spoiled and people are so soft in this country and they don't have to work, but they still need some kind of reason to live. They'll find anything yeah. as mm. long as you don't have to work. And here you <laughs> Aaron, are. That's going to get worse, too. And, yeah, yeah. I've just been saying, I wrote this book called Enjoy the Decline yes. uh, 10 <laughs> wow. years ago. Go get it. <laughs> wow. I'm tattooing that on my, my shoulder. I, I think we would all do ourselves a huge favor. Oh, my God. Little kids shouldn't cut their penis off. Yes, Mike. Little kids should not put, cut their penis <laughs> off. I think we know that. But you're not arguing with reasonable and rational people. Yes, you're right. arguing with ideologues mm -hmm. whose ideology, or I'm sorry, let me make a chose, chose my words correctly, whose strength of belief in that erroneous ideology is driven by their fear of actual work to develop something real in their life and actually have real value. Mm -hmm. So instead, you threatening them with logic and reason, they're going to strike back out at you, and they will demand fealty before they even entertain a logical argument or put the kid first or have any kind of adherence to reality. And once you realize, I don't know if that qualifies as mental illness or just <laughs> fervor, it doesn't matter they're being irrational. There's, yes, we should not cut little children's genitalia off, generally speaking. I don't know about you guys, but that's where I land. But I'm tired of arguing with leftist nut jobs. And these are the men, you know, there's good Democrats, you know, the labor Democrats aren't, you know, I know them, they're good people. But this group, whether it's like, oh, I'm a pansexual, or oh, I'm, I'm bi oh, I want the surgery, like, you can argue logically, a very clear libertarian argument. Well, go ahead, you're 18, you can do whatever you want. They don't want that. They mm. want to have value. And by God, you better fucking worship them for it. Mm. So. I don't know about you. I'm, okay. Oh, yeah. Go do it. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Because it, now I do care if it's about children, obviously, but it's using stoicism. It's not my point, not my fight. I can't, you know, that, that's that person's child. Sure, yeah. She's dragging her kid in front of By the way, it's that, it's that parent that is the Right, problem, right. It's the, the same, it's the mm, same yeah. people yeah. who drag their kid in the drag time story hour or whatever. I can't, I can't deal with it. Mm, but like 18, yeah. 19, 20, whenever you're, it's like, okay, but, fine, yeah, do it. But no, I'm not going to worship you. So once we get to that point, I think we'll, we'll save ourselves a lot of spinning around and, and headache trying to reason with these people. But aren't these people yeah. taking themselves out of the gene pool? Well, yeah, in yeah, yeah. In a, in no, a, they reproduce. See, we procreate and yeah. then they reproduce through, through our schooling ideas. system, through schooling our public system. schools. But the funny thing is we're so hyped on being a man, but how is it that the men, all we can do is gossip and babble and complain with mm -hmm. words? And the, the women in the LGBTQ, they're actually the ones taking the action. That's the irony. Men mm -hmm. are supposed to be of action. And the truth is, to your point, you said that they're ideologues, correct? which to Otto von Bismarck's epic statement, the great questions of our day will not be settled by votes or majority, uh, majority votes or speeches, but by blood and iron. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, how is it that we as men who know it's wrong to chop off a, a kid's private parts, how are we not enraged about that such that we've actually we're done enraged, something? But, but we are, That's not rage. We're, we're, we're effectively neuter in that if you were to do anything about it, you end up in a cage. Mm. 
How did they establish that, though? That's my point. It's like, we, we well, like, gave some people <laughs> rights to vote their fee-fees. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and these people, I won't say who, had their fee-fees manipulated into thinking, oh, my God, cutting off penises? That's so great. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Some chats? Yeah, I heard some right. of these chats. This yeah. is a great discussion, man. My hair is growing back. This is fantastic. <laughs> this was a great discussion, man. Bro, after my, yesterday. My back pain's gone. So <laughs> gone. After yesterday's show, bro, holy. Okay. Uh, what uh, we got here? Your We're favorite guy, White Chris. Everyone's no, calling me White out. Chris. Um, White Chris. So, uh, you know, 20. Uh, what are we doing? 15 up? Uh, 15 up, yeah. 15 up. Let's all. Let's let's go. Uh, D Song 27 with a $50 super chat. Hi, guys. Great show. For the real estate guys, I don't know the difference between a hammer and a nail. I get intimidated about making a real estate investment. How do I grow uh, my knowledge exponentially so I can be successful in investing in real estate? There's YouTube. There's books. There's so many resources. There's our podcast. I mean, there's a book called Bachelor Pad Economics Economics. with an entire chapter on real estate investing. Mm. Get the book Bachelor Pad Economics. Uh, We have a video, Real Estate Investing 101. That will set you up. Right there, man. That's all you need. And then also watch Justin's videos. I did a, a bunch of videos with Justin on his channel, uh, Jay Waller, where we talk about uh, real estate for beginners as well. And we actually go through scenarios and underwrite deals. May I also recommend, uh, he's not here, uh, Jason Hartman. Mm. Sure. I think he's the foremost authority on real estate investing <laughs> in the United States right now. So, And if you're really serious about it. And he's a member a, of MOA. Yeah. Sweet. And if you're serious about it, get a mentor as well in that space. Yeah. 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 yeah but you could start there. That will get you between... Aaron Curry's book, Bachelor Pad Economics. You watch Real Estate 101 Investing, and then check out the podcast that I did with Justin. We literally do number deals with you guys. Like, okay, this is a deal. This is how you break it down. You'll be set right there yep. with those three. Moving on. Uh, we have Pesh Legan for a $49.99 Super Chat. Thanks so much for that. Appreciate I graduate with my bachelor's in IT in less than four months. I just finished classes. I'm getting ready to start, uh, start beginning the process of my career path. Can you give me any tips? Love the channel. This is this my is first you, Super Chat. Also... Free the rates. I'm sure that's what he meant to say. Free the rates? <laughs> yeah. He meant to say the tates. Yeah. He's graduating free the, the rates. in okay. IT. I was actually just canceling our dinner reservation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. I just realized He's that. Talking. Text me. Oh, it's nine. Um, hit yeah, me with that get, question once more. No, no. Okay. We're, we're good. Uh, okay, hey, listen. I get you guys, any, I get you guys in there anywhere you want. Just you tell go. me what when we're done. Uh, uh, I graduate of my uh, IT in less than uh, four months. I just finished classes. I'm getting ready to begin the process of my career path. Can you give me any tips? I, I want to give you a tip on asking a good question. <laughs> no, and, and it's, it's not to be disrespectful. It's because questions guide our, our thinking and guide our path. And you are important. And when I say that, I mean, like, two individuals could have similar situations, but it, it matters what he knows, what his age is, what his desired income is. Like, these things matter. And so, like, my, my encouragement to you is this. Be specific. Pick a specific goal. How much money are you looking to earn? Did you have any specialty in IT? Because what is I? Does anyone know what IT means? Like when he says IT, like do you have it any is so sense vague. of technology? Uh, yeah, but do you have any sense no, of no. what the, the skill it's, it's set vague. is? It's cybersecurity. It's, it's programming. Broad. There's literally precisely things too, it's too big. Yeah, database management, SQL, yeah, yeah stuff like yeah. that. It, it can be infinite, right? Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, be specific. Know what you, have a greater sense of what you want, or at least give a better description, of like. This is what I've done. This is what I've studied. This is what I know. This is what my interest is. And that'll give you a little bit more guidance. It memorizes his name. If he says how much he wants to earn and what he does specifically in IT, then we can follow up if he if he I would say gen- okay. generally, though, like start looking at employers and do projects from now. 
So when you go to that employer for whatever it might be, hopefully it's uh, programming, then from there you can actually use those projects to get the job. Also, guys, there's about 8,000 plus y'all in here, 8,300 y'all in here. I need you guys to like the goddamn video. They've only got 4.7K <laughs> likes. Oh, we wow. should be Damn, easily at 8,000. Wow. You guys literally got a, a seminar in geopolitics, get, getting money, frame, all that stuff. Okay, and here's, he next? here's the best part. Yeah. For free. Yeah, for free. No really. college tuition. Yeah. Who's up? Uh, what's up next? All righty, guys. Why, uh, why Chris here again? Uh, peace, uh, <laughs> peace to the saints. Uh, the saints. Uh, saints in the center, I guess. Is that with me? S-A-S-N in the building. How can you build friendships? Am I having a stroke? How can you build friendships with trust? Wow. That's a really good one. I would actually like to pass that question because you have 200 people working for you. And I think that friendships with trust. Yes. Yeah, man. I think you have to spend genuine time with people and look them in the eye. Mm -hmm. I think you can learn a lot from an individual. Just be able to sit across the table and look them in the eye. You can always feel when somebody's empty. So you just spend quality time with people, treat people right, be able to remove the table and have hard conversations when they happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing that I always say about when I have an employee that's messing up, instead of having a you're on this side of my desk, I'm on this side. We move the desk out the way I get with them. Knee to knee, and I said, look, man, I brought you here. I brought you here because I believe in you, and I want to see you win, and I don't want you to let me down. I don't want you to let – I want you to prove me right. And I think when you can care for people on that level and you can be so strong that you can be transparent and let walls down, and they know you'll fire their ass, but you don't want to, <laughs> and they know it's genuine. Right. If you can get there, then you can win some people's hearts. Now, you will fire some assholes. Mm -hmm. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But you will win the hearts of men, mm -hmm. and if you can do that – it only takes a few people to start a revolution, man. Once that's two right. or three people start dancing, that's the culture. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's, it's, it's either get like this or I don't even have to fire you anymore. My guys will fire you first. Huh. Well mm -hmm. said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like that. We're moving on? Yeah. Fabulous. All right, so we got Samuel Stevenson for nine ninety nine. Michael, driving back to Texas for now, but after having a, the opportunity to interact with you in person yesterday, I know that you're a true mentor. Tell me what I need to do to become one of – your salesman, Vegas, has already called me back. Bam, there you go. Uh, yeah, hey, listen, man. Uh, I would I would go and try, if, if we don't accept you, because we do hiring every 60 days, uh, I would go and try to find <coughs> a, a some other sales job that you could have to like l level up the experience. Or I would take Cole Gordon's sales program. He, he's usually the guy we hire from. Or if you want to take uh, Way of the Wolf, Jordan Belfort's stuff, that stuff is also really, really cool. But uh, if you are a good high-ticket salesperson, you are never going to not have a job. You can work from home. It's an incredible way to make money. Um, and it's one of these things where, like, I, I've seen super introverted people train themselves into becoming incredible salespeople. We're getting so good at, at training our guys that we're eventually going to probably start a second mm. program training guys how to do it uh, using Cole Gordon uh, as, as our guy. That dude makes a million a month. He takes home a mil mm. a month. His company does $30 million a year, and he has almost, like, he has very little social media presence. Really incredible. Guys, look up Cole Gordon if you're ever interested in becoming a high-ticket uh, setter or closer. Definitely do that. Mm. There you okay. go. All right. All right, moving on. We got Street Intellect with the forty nine ninety nine super chat. Uh, you guys uh, have advice for a guy who's. You guys have advice for a guy who's thirty three, works for the city of New York, making six figures. I'm being mentored for e commerce. Interested in real estate. I'm looking to hit seven figures. I also read every day. You got your guys's content is game changing. You You're in a good position. He's you got a high earning job. Save your money. Um, use that money to fund your next entrepreneurial venture. And just don't fuck up and stay focused, man. Time plus consistency. Don't discipline. get a girl. Uh, 
Craig. That too. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. That too. Thank you, Dad. And, that too. I, and you got a mentor, bro. Follow the, the <coughs> mentor's advice and yeah. don't think you're, 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 that you're too smart. Learn from him. Yeah, at least. but you're in a good position. You're you're already earning six figures. You're starting another uh, another side hustle. You're, you're you're on a good path, hey, my friend. Well, one other thing: make sure you're solving a problem. Make sure you're not the 754th real estate mm. agent in your yep, city right. that isn't selling anything. Uh, we film when I filmed MOA, I, it, it cost me $800 to build my studio. We've done six and a half million in revenue. Uh, you, you guys, you can bootstrap your way through these things. You don't have to always get outside investment. There's so many incredible ways right. to make money that are scalable. But the reason why I ended up building this program is because I saw a bunch of pickup artists that have no leadership skills. Mm. And I saw a bunch of guys in the self-help community that had no fucking leadership skills and didn't know how to talk to women. Mm. And I built a fucking prog program after that. And because I was solving a problem, that's why I grew up so fast. So that's the thing I would tell you, make sure you're solving a problem. Don't worry about your fucking passion. Solve a there problem you, first. There it is. Bam. Can I add something to that? Yeah. That like annoys the hell out of me. People add me on LinkedIn and says like, yeah, I'm a hustler. I, I, I do real estate. I do e-commerce. <laughs> I do marketing. I do content creation. It's like, God damn, you're a nut and you don't do anything. Mm. Okay. You don't do anything. Number one, you already have a job. So you're telling me you have a full-time job and you're pursuing e-commerce and you're pursuing real estate. What are you really doing? Maybe a lot of nothing. So my frank advice is hyper-focus and run faster to figure out if e-commerce is going to be your thing. Now, yeah, many of the guys here probably have diversified financial interests. That's because he might have 200 employees. As he has other people operating on his behalf. Yeah. Same with me. I'm running a lot of businesses that I don't have to put a close hand on. But when you're at the beginning, you need to hyper-focus. You need to not be scared. And you need to move quickly. I cannot hear someone talk about I'm doing e-commerce and real estate. I got two guys that work for me developing a real estate uh, an e-commerce course. I don't even want to listen to them talk because there's so much depth. It's just so much depth to e-commerce. Like, how are you doing that and something else? And you have a full-time job. Mm, right. mm. You'd make a good agree. asshole consultant. Cappy's <laughs> <laughs> hard enough. I like it. Who's up next? Uh, moving on. Uh, we got Christopher Peterson with $50 Super Chat. Thanks so yeah. much. I am starting a new crime scene cleanup, biohazard <clears throat> cleanup business in Damn, Florida with my great. brother. What should great. be my main focus? Uh... What should the main focus of my business be when first starting? Hey, Develop relationships with the small local police departments that will need your help yes. that might not have mm. the money or the resources to go ahead and pay for a more sophisticated crime scene uh, people. Morticians did not go through uh, the, rece the recession of 08. Morticians mm. did not go through the, uh, the crash of 2020. Morticians yep. did not right. feel it. People no, always man. die. People always die. This is an ex perfect example of solving a problem. Again, mm -hmm. Wayne Huizinga is a billionaire. He owned waste management. <laughs> Do you know what the biggest golf tournament in the entire United waste States management. is? Yeah. It is the Waste Management Open. Wayne Huizinga, when he was owning the fucking Miami Dolphins, he wasn't sitting there saying, you know what? I, well, you know what my passion is? To clean up shit, human feces, right. and porta potties, and diapers. And like, no, that wasn't his passion. Fuck your passion. Mm -hmm. Solve a problem. Become mm -hmm. useful to other men. That is the only thing you should be worried about, especially in the beginning. Once you got 10 mil in the bank, then go ahead and create right. your pink taco store or your farm full of <laughs> rescued cats. Right. Do that later. Right now, your passions don't matter. The mm -hmm. only thing that matters is obsession to solving someone else's problem. That is the, that is the key mm -hmm. to all of this. I, I will add a very critical plus uh, former banker here do accounting learn accounting and do it uh, have good books yeah have good record-keeping and if you're not willing to do that then don't bother going into business 
I completely it, agree with that. Shout out, shout out to my yeah. account, MJ. Shout out yeah. to MJ. Because if you make money, you can't manage it. You're going to lose no, it. I mean, so worse than that, account. you don't even know if you're making fucking money. Right. Yeah. Facts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You can't like, get a loan when you come in there with your crayon yeah. drawing. Like, oh, here's my income yeah. statement, I think. Like, like, get the F out of here. Yeah. Like, they're going to ask for financials off the rip. That yeah. shit has to be clean. And not only that, it's like, let's say, let's say you're in construction or, or any kind of project. Mm-hmm. Let's say you were building that e-com website. Yep. If you can't manage and properly track man hours to a said project to know whether you're profitable or not, you could be doing jobs in the negative and not even know it. Mm. Right. So right. many guys go, they don't even understand the difference between cash and accrual. Yeah, when, when, when was, when was said transaction made? When did I actually make the money? When did I accrue this cost accounting? If I were to go back to college, I go back for psychology and accounting. Mm. That would be the two things I'd go back to school psychology. For. Cause they got yeah. the good looking girls. No, just, just no, just just the you Understand know they do though. People, they do, yeah. they do. Uh-huh. But that's not why. Right. It would be the psychology, but certainly the accounting. I, I can't support that enough. If you're going to yeah. go into business, I would choose an accounting degree over an MBA, probably. Mm. Yep. And, yep. And please Agreed. do not be such a stupid idiot to major in entrepreneurship. If you are so dumb that and so degree? that's a fucking degree. <laughs> and every Is it art, co- entrepreneurship arts. No, it's in the business colleges. Well, it's, it's entrepreneurial studies, which yeah, fails the yeah, quite if, if you need to go get a college degree yeah. to be an entrepreneur, you're not an entrepreneur, okay? <laughs> here's another thing, too, I will so say. Uh, accounting also will give, if you guys want to get into law enforcement, you want to work for the FBI, DEA, HSI, etc. Mm. an accounting degree is fantastic if you want to get into accounting. law enforcement. Yeah. Same. So, yeah. Especially can, the feds. Can I read something? I got this from my girlfriend's yeah. brother. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Hey, I just saw your picture on Instagram before tonight's show, and I just want to say if you could tell those guys, every very single one of them, except Fresh, uh, at the table has helped me immeasurably in becoming wow. the best version wow. of me. Wow. He didn't say that. I, I know he did. So I, so, <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Messed up, Yeah, that's bro. messed up, bro. Uh, what no, 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 okay. All right, anyway, continue. I, I just want to say... Bros, you have also inspired me to become a better version of myself. I'm in the middle of a two-week fast right now to become an even better version of me. Mm. And I know him personally, uh, and he has lost, I think, 50 pounds. That's incredible. Wow. Nice. Yeah, That's a nice. lot. That's what we do this for, man. Yeah. That's what we yep. do this for. He, he didn't say fresh. He, he, get, those, <laughs> get those ketones. <laughs> You're funny, man. Uh, who's up next? <laughs> uh, guys, we got the IRS on our tail. $100. Oh. I oh, love shit. these Avengers episode when they provide great value for all. What is the biggest mistake you've made on your journey to where you are now? And what is the best decision you've made? P.S. Y'all deserve a tax break. I'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I'll turn it to you guys, man. They what already know. Yeah, our, yeah, this is yeah, our yeah, channel. Yeah. They know what, where we fuck up at. The yeah. Biggest the, fuck up. Biggest, the biggest fuck up and the biggest W that you can think I of. I know think that's a deep it. one, you guys. Yeah, if you need time, think. I can biggest come back. Biggest mistake is being fearful slash not having faith. And I okay. think the reason I was scared and I didn't have faith is because I didn't have enough proper mentorship. Faith in yourself, you mean? Yeah, that I was going to win. That okay. like all of my efforts were going to add up to something. Okay. Because right. I was working my butt off for a long time and I was like, am I going to get there? So that made the work so much more difficult and painful and stressful. And there was a lot of fear involved. Whereas now when I talk to young guys, I say, hey, man, like you got the goods. Like right. you're, you're intelligent. That's you're why focused, you gave that advice. Hard. Yeah. Go hard before you're 25. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest screw up. Uh, who cares about the successes? We win in every day. Facts. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I love life. That. That's life. You yeah. don't learn from the W's. You yeah. learn from the L's. There's a reason why L and L lost are the same goddamn letter, man. Yeah. All I right. Mean, I would probably say just, I guess my biggest L would be probably like being afraid to start. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like I had for a long, long time wanted to get into finance and really talk about finance and study finance. And I was just kind of afraid to do it because of like where I was at that time and stuff. And then that's your biggest thing is just you, you need to, you know, you need to fight. Just fucking do it. Who cares? He who hesitates masturbates. Right. I like that. <laughs> what about you, Charlie? Yeah, biggest L. I would say uh, not preparing several years in advance on taxes in terms of, right, um, what do you call it? When you are basically building your business and you're trying to break through, right? Uh, okay. Before you break through, you're like, okay, you know, it's going to take some time, right? And I'm, you know, you don't think about the tax implication once you hit your goals, mm. right? And so if you're not prepared for that in advance, when you do hit it, the government's going to take a fucking lot of money out of your paycheck and out of your ass, right? Mm. And that is way worse than if I invested in something and it didn't work out. I made that decision, right? In this case, right, the government literally just said, hey, how much you got over there? All right, fuck you, you know? And so... Ironic, the IRS sent the super chat in. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so what I would say is just prepare in advance. Prepare several years in advance. Let's say, for example, you're planning for within the next five years, you're going to build whatever self, uh, basically helps you to be self-sovereign, right? And it's your own business or whatever it is, right? As long as you just have, let's say... Uh, a window of two to three years where you're like, okay, I don't need it right now, but I'm going to set myself up, you know, properly with accounting and everything, you know, and just really be, yeah. you know, take, take that very seriously and just get your shit together. And then once you hit that money, uh -huh. right, you'll be able to keep more of it. Right. And then you'll also know where everything is. I'm going to give you guys a pro tip right now. Get a business credit card, man. That yeah. literally is going to save your life because you literally could just, oh, d at the end of the year, just download the entire spreadsheet. Yep. From that one credit card, all your business expenses are there. Give that to your account. It makes your life and all your life statements? easier. You're, 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 you're Biggest many, L for you. You wouldn't believe how many people don't know that you can expense stuff when you have a company and oh, how much yeah. of it gets expensed. Because that's the thing that this is, for those of you who don't own a business and don't understand how our tax code works, you're incentivized as a business to spend money to like mm, buy yep. further education yeah. or invest in another business. And then you don't have to pay taxes on that expense, that extra expense that goes against the profits in your company. And you'll see some companies, you're like, how in the world does Apple not pay any taxes in the United States? Is because they're running up expenses in the United States yep. in order to do that. That's the way that works. And so many people don't even know that part. Yep. Biggest uh, biggest L was being triple lever to the upside during the crash, the Corona crash. That was definitely the biggest L for me. Like that was one of the things that caused me to start my own business. I mean, I definitely learned a whole lot from it. But triple was, levers in real estate, or no, triple levers in the stock market. I was, oh remember, shit! I'm, I'm, working okay. for a, I'm, work, I'm working for Continental Financial Capital as a quantitative analyst, and it was one of these things where you know we're down thirty percent, and then I send in bad money after good against against Tom Sosnoff's uh, ideas. And it was a lesson that I learned, which got me to start my own business, which was, that would be the biggest W. Number one, starting my own business, joining the US military, mm. getting on TRT was fantastic. I'm 45 years old. Getting on TRT was absolutely fantastic. Damn, you old nigga. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. God damn. <laughs> and, uh, and, and lastly, and lastly uh, this woman, she killed my father. She was a, she was a drunk driver back in 06. Wow. Forgiving her. I think that was probably, probably mm. one of the biggest W's. Probably mm. changed the way I looked at everything wow. for the rest of my life. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Justin, biggest L and biggest W. Biggest L. He's like, what's an L? <laughs> I'm a W. <laughs> you want, I, 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 I know you might have a, a few. Like, if you want, I could come back to you. Because I know this one's going to be I deep. got one. I got when one. You, Does yeah, he need more time? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you got another one? <laughs> I, got, I, I was got. born ginger. So, <laughs> see, yeah, that's not a decision. That, that's okay. an L right off the top. No um, soul. Yeah, no soul. How about the safety you blew up with your shoulder? Yeah, maybe, man. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So maybe playing college football, it did cost me my shoulder. 
I think I learned a lot from it. Mm. So there's that. I think that it would have been great to have left Louisiana a little faster. Okay. But unfortunately, because the fact that I have a brick and mortar business, that wasn't really possible. I had to build that thing out. Uh, biggest, biggest win, uh, funny enough, would probably be that business. We made 13 years uh, last week. 21 nice. to 14. Wow. Yeah, man. 21 to 14. Yeah, and yeah, we did. I did start against Nick Saban. We beat Alabama. So nice. That's a big L, I guess. Yeah, okay. a dub. Yeah, big dub. So you had another yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I didn't even have one to begin with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's old. Give us some time. He's old. Yeah, I had to think. I'm so old. I had to go through the archives. See, uh, all timers. Yeah, yeah. Uh Biggest loss was majoring in finance. Absolutely worthless degree. Do mm. not major in any business degree unless it's accounting. Wow. Period. Uh, okay. The biggest win was realizing that there are times more frequent than you might realize that you are correct and society is wrong. And when I realized that, I realized I was not insane. Everyone else actually was wrong. It sounds like a very arrogant, cocky thing, but when you look at like, whoa, then you start making decisions based on the real world and you, you just improve your profit, your rate of return on investment, your time and everything. And so correctly assessing when society is wrong and you the individual is right, that was a big win. Wow, okay. that's good. W, all right. Um, what else? We're going ahead. We're, we're caught up. Uh, no way, Jose. Yeah. Uh, going, okay, Don. Because here's the thing: we got to catch uh, a plane yeah. here. Yeah. So I just realized that it's a. Uh, so let's um actually do. Are there any hundos? couple more? Uh, there's or a hundos? few. There's a few hundos. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll do those, we'll those and then we'll close out. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We literally got to catch a plane back to Miami so y'all could get fresh and fit back in Miami, man. Facts. We're actually. And then also, real quick, stop the goddamn show. I need you guys to stop and subscribe to every single guy in here on this panel yeah, yeah. there's a reason why i've been shutting the hell up and letting them do most of the talking because i want you guys to subscribe and see the intellect here these are guys that i call my friends so if they're my friends y'all need to go ahead and watch them because i would not pick friends if i didn't know that they were, were uh bringing a lot of value if you combine all the knowledge in this room bro be superhuman yo literally there's a reason why i'm shutting the fuck up and yes. listening and writing shit down guys i'm learning too yeah me too you know what i mean too, so absolutely. this yep, is yep. this is like fantastic like i'm telling y'all man i am literally honored to have all these guys as friends so y'all need to go ahead and subscribe to their goddamn channel and get this sauce. I'm learning even from even from old men. Yeah. <laughs> it's working out pretty good. You know what I mean? Okay. Aaron, help me write my goddamn book. Y'all enjoy this book? He yeah. helped me write this thing, okay? He edited it, helped me write it. We went back and forth. I didn't do it by myself, man. You need a team behind you, guys. Yeah. You need a team behind you because women deserve less. And they deserve <laughs> less, less. But your friends deserve more, so subscribe to these goddamn guys, all right, man? I'm going to write a book. Why did it deserve more of less? There you go. Wow. Yes. Wow. Nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. Uh, we'll Consult hit the real quick and then we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, we got Money Net uh, 99 Super Chat. Hi, yeah. guys. Question for Fresh. When you're, uh, when you're, making, when you're hustling making 30 k at Chick-fil-A, uh, how much home were you pre-approved for? Uh, by the way, love the show. How much home? Do you know uh, what I mean? Home back, approval for Back then I was on a Chick-fil-A. So I left Chick-fil-A, went to um, insurance company, then I went to the tech company. There's where I bought the property. You big, also had like a really good credit score, like in the high 700s. Yeah. And you had like, what, like 20K saved? Yeah, it was yeah. 780. I had like 20K saved up. And that's how I got the property just, as well. He, credit guys, he's everything. He's probably asking that for himself. Dude, just back into it, uh, DCR 1.25, right? 30K. So whatever whatever that is, debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm. What's the hundred? No, but he's making thirty k, right? K, maybe. He's Multiply 30K, what yeah. he's got down payment by four if he's putting twenty percent down. That's what I'm saying. No, but yeah. FHA, hundred twenty k. Is he trying to do F? Did he say he wanted FHA? That's that's what I did. And you multiply yeah, okay. by twenty. That's one way to get into with FHA. Yeah, it's 
I mean, you could afford that. Down. Talk yeah. to a mortgage broker. There. Get, get a mentor that can help you, or a realtor that knows what you want to do. Specifically. And we don't know your credit score. That yeah. would greatly affect. Once what again, you can get. questions have to be answered with details. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, we're moving on. We have another Hundo by Frankify. Yeah. Uh, Such a fire podcast. Shout out to the guys providing value as usual. Glad I tapped into this one. Actually, shout out to him. He's a part of my network as well. He joined. Put the money up front, invested in himself, and he he's interviewing people like Sneeko and other people in our group. So shout wow, out to him. Sick. All right. Yeah. Who's up next? Another 99 Super Chat. Uh, great panel of guests. Shout out to Marquette for dropping the intellectual game. Peace to the Saints. Peace Bam. to the Saints. Well said. Marquette. I didn't want to inter- uh, interrupt right, is it Marquette? you before. Yeah. Sorry. You should have done it, man. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, we got Say it, it right. <laughs> Damn it, Jamie. Uh, say my name. Uh, and that's it. That's all we all got. All right. Cool. So, um, guys, where, where can they find you guys? Yeah, we're going to turn it to you. Right. Coming up next for you. Yeah, the next I got a lot of things, but the main thing I have came out with was like three days ago is a course called The Dad You Never Had. Wow. Whether you are from mm. a broken home, your mom divorced your dad, your dad went out for cigarettes, never came back, or what I think is very common, <laughs> you had a dad, but he did not participate in your life because he either didn't know or he just didn't participate. It is a 12-hour course where I enlisted the help of other fathers. I'm not a father, so I enlisted the help of Rolo, Cooper, all these other guys. I took all my financial knowledge. I took all my entrepreneurial knowledge. I gathered it all up, and here's a 12-hour course on Teachable, The Dad You Never Had. It's $149. I had to make my money back because it took a freaking month to record that thing. Mm. So if you are lost, and we've all talked about a lot of things here, but there is no way we could cover every possible thing that you might be missing that your dad should have taught you, mm. take that course. I try to make it as affordable yet fair that I get compensated a little bit as possible. Uh, and then otherwise, you could contact me at Asshole Consulting if you have other questions. 12 hours of content for wow. 150 yeah. is a fucking deal, bro. Holy oh, shit. Oh, for 150? 150. Yeah. Yeah. I might even get it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's Honestly, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's Honestly good Kathy, skill, bro. <laughs> I might get it myself. Yeah. I miss you, man. Yeah. Well, if you could. <laughs> you never came back. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Never oh came back. We got the cigarettes. <laughs> White boy you. music. Damn it, you found me. I was trying to avoid you all this the time. The fuck, bro? Okay. okay. Fantastic. I my wife, too. My baby come out. Yeah. stand for any of this. What a come on, bro. <laughs> Yo, if y'all think this is bad, you should see what we say behind the scenes. Oh, oh God. Uh, There's a lot more them boys jokes, if you know boys. what I'm saying. I focus on the areas of health, wealth, and relationships. You can find me at The Saint and The Center on YouTube. I talk a lot about uh, business, product-based business, simple things that everyone can do. So The Saint and The Center on YouTube. Beautiful. You can find me at Dog Cost Crypto on YouTube and Crypto Mindset goes live April 21st. It's the first time in almost six months since we've done one. And I'm happy to say the last course we did, everyone's in massive profit. They made hella money. Hella money. Even with the downside. And it was so down, you could put anything in and make money. Exactly. I mean, we we really made sure to take care of these guys. A lot of guys from the Fresh and Fit family and stuff signed up and stuff. And I'm really, I'm, I'm getting messages all the time of guys telling me, man, I just made my first 50,000, my first 100,000, yep. my first 10,000. Bam. Bam, dude. Yep. April so 21st, awesome. man. Yeah, so April 21st, follow the dream team, Cultivate Crypto, Dollar Cost Crypto on YouTube, Cultivate Crypto. You basically go there, go to Dollar Cost Crypto on YouTube as well. You sign, Basically, you subscribe to the channel, and then uh, when it comes around on the 21st, you'll be ready for uh, the Crypto Mindset course. Um, it's premier crypto, mind, or crypto Mindset course is a premier 
uh, cryptocurrency education service, I guess, in the world is basically the way to put it. And so if you really want to understand deeply, right, then come over to uh, basically cultivate crypto and dollar cost crypto. The other thing is, it's, you know, uh, you know, just lucky by chance, right? Um, the last time we were on Fresh and Fit for uh, the last course, right, when yeah. we were talking to you guys in Miami, it was the week of November 21st. Mm. Which, if you look at the chart, is the exact week that we had the low in the bear market for Bitcoin. So, you know, we might have the April 21st as a specific reason why we're coming out with the, the course on that date. Because we do think um, basically right now, as well as probably late April, early May, ten, are basically the two best opportunities um, in the first half of this year to accumulate cryptocurrency. Yeah. There will be other okay. opportunities as well, but Fantastic. 2023 is a year of accumulation. Oh, I that. bought some Ethereum the other day with Miguel, so oh, yeah. you guys got You guys got to get in, man. Post right coming now. soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me at moamentoring.com. Please do not open that at work. It is not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have about 500 clients right now. Well, actually closing in on 600. The course is on uh, high status networking, social networking. So we, we, first thing we do is actually teach you how to fix your social media. This is something a lot of people talk about in general. We go step by step on how to do this. Uh, and then we go through um, entrepreneurship, leadership. We go heavy, heavy into evolutionary psychology, whether it's Gad Sad, Dr. David Buss, who's been on my program before. Uh, this is an evidence-based program. We go into mindset, uh, and then we have several interviews that are you, you'll see that are part of my program. Uh, if you guys want to, you don't understand what I'm talking about, just go check me out on Instagram. Go at Michael Sartain. I um, there's a, I teach you networking in general. Now I show a lot of influencers, a lot of hot girls on my on my stuff. The reason why I do that is because it's harder to keep their attention. Mm -hmm. And if you can bench press 300 pounds, then you can bench press 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. If you can get 100 Playboy models to come to your party, when you do a real estate broker, or, you know, a mortgage brokers event, super easy to get them all <laughs> yeah. to show up, right? A hundred times easier. <clears throat> guys, the proof is in the pudding. There's a uh, 55 zero testimonials on there. I also have a free school server where I will go through, I will show you 50, or, or 30 different perfectly curated Instagrams so that we can fix your Instagram. We can start today to do that. Uh, you guys absolutely can do it. And by the way, if you, those of you want to support Robo Tomasi, use his code because uh, he's uh, he's one of our affiliates yeah. for, for MOA Mentoring. And we'd love to have you guys come check us out. The other thing is the Michael Sartain podcast it is a podcast on evolutionary psychology. There's only two podcasts on evolutionary psychology on the planet. One of them, the other one is called um, Beat Your Genes. Uh, we do a, a podcast basically we take all these different things where it comes to economics, where it comes to behaviorism, where it comes to intersexual dynamics, and we, we relate that to the survival scenario. We relate that to what are the proclivities that caused human beings to be able to survive and replicate down to our most basic instincts and proclivities. Uh, and we use a lot of the, the, uh, the teachings of Dr. David Buss, who was on Joe Rogan yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you guys want to learn an evidence-based approach, there is no fucking feelings. My opinions don't mean shit, and neither do yours. If you want an actual evidence-based approach to understanding that pre-selection is actually called mate choice copying and how it actually works, mm -hmm. and what are the experiments that prove that it works, Please join our, our, our course. Also, I have a 30-book book list that you go through. The course is about 1,500 hours long. It is going to take you at least wow. six months to get through. So if you guys are interested in that, go to moamentoring.com. Yeah. Sheesh. Get the nuts and bolts of uh, evolutionary psychology, man. I mean, hey, that's the shit I debate with these dumb assholes. I'd be studying yeah. it myself, guys. That's why it's like, you're, fuck your feelings, bitch. All right. Justin, take us home. Jay Waller, YouTube. Y'all know what I do. Just come see me. Bam. We're going to do another, we're gonna do another six right Short here. and sweet. <laughs> Just so y'all know, uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely jump. When I get back to Miami, going. well, whenever he's in Miami, we're going to do another six-hour stream for y'all. So don't worry. I'm going to be on Justin's channel very soon for another collab for you guys. Help you guys stop and being fucking pussies. And a fun pussies. fact. I wore a suit for the first time in 
seven years on his podcast. Wow. So shout out to Justin, wow. man. Yeah. Wow. So shout out yeah. to the homie Justin. He's our neighbor up there in Miami anyway. So White boy. Yeah. Music. Uh, guys, go go check them all out, man. All their channels are below. I'm going to put all their Instagrams and links below as well. Don't forget to like the video. Love you guys. We'll catch you guys on in the Miami. next one. Monday. Peace. Peace, Peace. the Saints. Peace.